full of deceit. It burns up, dies, and a dark shadow falls over his soul. From the ashes of a once great man has risen a curse, a wrong that must be righted. We look to the skies for a vindicator, someone to strike fear into the black hearts of the same man who created him. The battle between good and evil has begun. Against an army of shadows comes a dark warrior, the prevailer of good, with a voice of silence and a mission of justice. This is Bonjour. Hello, hello, hello. How are we doing? Magsy, Magsy, Magsy. I feel like I am broadcasting this episode of Chain Wrestling Live from a bedroom that is literally located in the center of the motherfucking sun. It is so hot in here, you'll not believe. I'm pouring, I'm risking electrocution right now. I'm pouring with sweat. Yeah, it's been, it's been, it's a very British thing, isn't it? Complaining about lovely weather. But mm. yeah, it's uh, been pretty uh, hot over the last few days. Uh, I went to a, uh, my son's wedding midweek, uh, and it was not the kind of day where you want to be wearing a three-piece suit. Um, lovely day, uh, really beautiful uh, wedding, but Jesus Christ, I must have lost about three stone in sweat that day. Yeah? Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but luckily, we've had a lot of rain up here uh, the last 24 hours, so it's cooled down a little bit. Yeah, it's been, it's been hot. That end of last week was hot, and I got well. I said to you just before we recorded, I'll let everyone listening or watching whatever know now. Um, I've got a really, really bad throat and chest, so I'm quite croaky. I'm quite coffee, so you have to bear with me this week. It's a bit, you know, a bit, a bit rough. Uh, I, I came home from work early on Thursday because my hay fever was so bad, and then I had this this cough hanging around afterwards. And I was just hocking my guts up for days, and I was like, "Well, this ain't hay fever. What's this all about?" And I'm sort of just coming to the end of it now. So, you know, this is, this is the remnant. I had to cancel um, I had to cancel Nitro Nights this week. I had to cancel Doctor Who Pod because I couldn't talk because I was sounding like that. And then every now and again, I just hop my guts up. So, yeah, it weren't a good look, mate. But I'm okay. I'm okay for this, this week. This week. Your, your voice is at that stage of being slightly husky, slightly arousing. Like slightly a, sexy. Like a, yeah, like a, like a sexy farmer. Naughty, naughty. A sexy farmer, <laughs> like like one of those. Uh, All right, my lovers, one of yeah, those kind it. of farmers. A sexy farmer. So I'd be like, just in my dungarees and my straw hat. I wouldn't be wearing the check shirt. <laughs> just in case just, a nipple. Just the out. nipples uh, yeah. slipping at the side of the dungarees. <laughs> yeah, the, the legs of my dungarees cut really high, and one foot up on the wheel of my tractor like that. Oh. <laughs> a little bit of vomit come right up oh. then but there we go just so just everyone aware that's why I sound a little bit like uh, a, a rip off a second rate Lemmy from Motehead at the moment because my throat is absolutely knackered but that is not going to stop us Mr. Mags that is not going to stop us we will power it's through amazing. we will get Chain Wrestling Live done this week for everyone out there in the CWF and all our glorious listeners on the podcast version later in the week and with those in mind
afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Jay Wrestling Live with Mags and Sai, a Radio Techers production. I am Sai, and with me as always is the sharpshooter to my scorpion deathlock, the podcasting goat to my sore throat. See, that's good because it rhymes and it's a big compliment to you as well. I'm, get, I'm good at this, mate. I'm good. This, this don't just happen. I put work into this. You know, I sat down at least at least 10 minutes before we went live and wrote this out. <laughs> <laughs> a podcaster who says every day is showtime, folks. The podfather himself, Lord Mags. It's glorious to see you again, my friend. I know. I, 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 you can bask in my glory, I suppose. But, but podcast got... Surely now that's you. You've took that mantle up, especially with uh, the rumours that I'm hearing of the uh, return of SJP, maybe uh, on the uh, horizon. Well, yeah, I mean, those, I, I, I'll speak to you about that off-air. You know, it's not, not going to return, return. I'm going to do a one-off maybe and a few other things surrounding those Ooh. initials potentially. But we will see, we will see. We will see, indeed. Who have we got in the chat joining us, Mr. Max? I, I saw some action before we went even live. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was Matt Willis. It was, it was that early, but uh, uh, a new person to the chat. Uh, it feels like that we may know him, though, because the the uh, some of the comments that they put uh, uh, earlier um, earlier on, but basically saying they can't wait for us. Um, Rob is uh, seems like they're having a, a chat before we even start because he's talking about uh, UTT um, and how they've covered this era and saying that the Sullivan and Taylor era uh, was so much worse. Connor, it's Monday and you know what that means. How how are you, sir? I hope you haven't got your football shirt uh, taken off after after we heard about you removing it before uh, after every single match. Uh, I was walking out in the snow, shirtless, <laughs> just because it's superstition. Or in dungarees, where just his nipple shows at the side. Uh, <laughs> no, how again? Um, looking forward to hearing some more of Sar's stories. Uh, the the effervescent Mrs. P saying it's Monday. You know what that means. Uh, big favourite uh, Dan. Hey, up you lovely lot, Scottish Dan. Here, evening CWF. Dan, congratulating Carlos. I mean, Carlos was there. He was actually the best man, but it was his uh, it was his brother Mars who uh, who got married. Uh, his, but his yeah, brother was, what, sorry, his brother Mars. He's called Mars. Mars. Oh, that's quite unique. Well, it's actually Romario. Oh, okay. But is well, after the football. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Uh, okay. It is. Well, are you waiting for me to take the piss or something? I'm not going to. I think that's great. No, it's just a very unique name. He hated it for the first, like, 10 years of his life, but, yeah, he loves it now. Um, you literally had a face of, oh, come on then, fat boy, bring it on. <laughs> you know? I, mean, I, I, I was thinking that you were going to take the piss. I weren't specifically thinking fat boy, but I was thinking, here he goes. Let's see him take the piss now. Um, but... Um, Dan saying Sar's got a furball. Mm. Uh, Sharon saying congratulations, little mags. You've been munching your beard in his sleep. Nope. The issue that Sar's got is right there what he was doing, taking a puff of his vape pen. It should uh, be called chain smoking, this show. Chain smoking. So throat. Nah, that's just the Gloucester accent. <laughs> These little things, they are contributing. I'm not going to lie. I've got a vape and I've used that for a long time. Not a problem. Tried these. And they taste so much better that this has contributed to my my wrecked throat. But I can't stop now. I love them. This is banana, Max. It's fantastic. <laughs> I, I, I love them, the delicious bastards. Yeah. 
Oh, Jesus. Charlie in the chat. Hello, Charlie. Hello, hello, hello. Um, Danny saying, see the breath after dark. Well, no, we can't now because Charlie's in the chat, uh, Danny. So uh... keep your dark thoughts to yourself, sir. Um, Sharon saying, I will carry on SJP, although everyone may not want to listen to me talk about Adam Cole, Hangman Page, JY, I could go on. Well, Adam Page, Adam Cole is apparently uh, injured, so you might not... Uh, might not be talking about him for a while. Um, Dan saying he aimed a miss with that one. I'm assuming he meant Carlos. Um, we want to review a forbidden door. Um, then uh, Sharon said, I haven't recovered yet. Seen them three in the ring and a carder. Don't forget a, a carder. And Charlie, you can smell its banana from a mile away. It's like, you know, um, you know, when you get like the bananas and shrimps, <laughs> sweets. <laughs> yeah, bananas like are that. fucking horrific as well. I hate hey? bananas. Oh yeah, Bana- of course you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah. I read something really funny earlier. You know the um uh, on Twitter, there's that fess hole account. Have you seen this one? No, I no, haven't. Like... I've been on Twitter maybe twice in three months. Right. Okay. There's an account called Fess Hole, and, and the, the chain wrestling account retweets quite a bit of it because this it's people basically sending in their confessions, whether true or not, ah, anonymously yeah, yeah. to this account. Today, I read one saying that this person, as a kid, told their parents they hated bananas just so they wouldn't have to eat their banana custard for pudding, but then felt they had to keep the lie up. And now it's 25 years later, and they feel that they have, they have, to, equi- they feel they have to secretly <laughs> eat bananas in their car. <laughs> Secret bananas. Paint them before. green and pretend you're eating cucumber. That's it, yeah. He has to secretly eat bananas in his car before going in his house. <laughs> and that just really tickled me. <laughs> Can you imagine Satic going, <laughs> Why does it always smell of bananas when you come in the door? No, no, no. I don't like I got it. one of those yellow vapes. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, so then, Magsy. So then. We got a bumper show. Again, it seems like I say this every week now, doesn't it? We got a bumper I know, show. It's, it's losing all meaning now, Sam. What we need yeah. is a show where this is sparse and we are going to be dragging this out for two hours, folks. <laughs> we're, we're on air for 17 minutes. I'm going to get there early night. Yeah, that sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, no, a bumper, a, a bumper chain wrestling this week. Our non-wrestling topic got a crazy amount of responses. Uh, it seems that putting it out on the Saturday is probably a bit better for people time-wise, I guess, mm-hmm. than the Sunday night. I usually used to chuck it out, just force of habit. So keep your eyes out for it late Friday night, Saturday afternoon, that sort of time from now on. Uh, and it was a it was a topic that you chose, Magsy, and it's, it's, it's very, very good, isn't it? I mean... Not to blow my own trumpet, but... Because you'll fall off your my, chair if you try. <laughs> all my <laughs> topics are good. All of my topics are good. Well, there we go. There we go. I, I cannot disagree, mate. You've been knocking out the park. But we will come to that very shortly. Because I suppose, before we do get into our non-wrestling topic, we do actually have to talk a little bit of wrestling. But wrestling that we're embarrassed by. Wrestling that we find cringeworthy. So wrestling all that- wrestling all wrestling but this is the extra extra cringeworthy wrestling as we chuck a few more gimmicks into the chain wrestling hall of lame the hall of- yes indeedy also you know we mentioned the other week about having um, a little jingle music bit for the mm-hmm. non-wrestling topic. Yeah. I'm partway through doing it, mate. I didn't forget. It's only took you like, what, 48 episodes? 
the mm. sword that we've done of 49 maybe of, of the yeah. live so that's quick work yeah, for you yeah it looks great it's not bad I, I, we bought it out <laughs> what two weeks ago and i started work on it this afternoon so let's go going mm-hmm. oh. timeline wise i think i'm on track for it to be ready by episode 100 <laughs> <laughs> so listen out for that folks in about two years <laughs> as salmon exactly. coughs his guts up oh this mute button's gonna get hammering today because nobody <laughs> wants to hear me do that i'll tell you that now <laughs> anyway, Mags, what have you got for us, mate? What, what you're disposing of this week? Okay, so this this was um, a pick that I had in mind from from the beginning of last week, and uh, it was just by sheer coincidence that the the, the uh, wrestling um, pick won, and this this. Uh, this gimmick that I'm putting in is also on that same episode of, uh, oh, of yeah. So 1999, um, it seems like it was a big year for vignettes. Um, some of the best vignettes, uh, that WWF ever put on were the, uh, the, um, countdown to the millennium vignettes that happened, uh, a couple of months or so before, uh, before the ones that I'm going to talk about. Uh, they led to the obviously Jericho coming to the the, the WWF, uh, a huge star, uh, his debut interrupting the Rock, getting a massive massive pop. Um, kind of didn't work for the one that I'm going to talk about. So, not long after Jericho debut for for WWF, WCW started airing some vignettes of their own, little uh, little clips of a kid. In his bedroom, and they start hearing voices. Awake, my son. What's under your bed? What's I can probably in... do that, can I? Hang on. <laughs> yeah. Under your bed. <laughs> with my, my croaky poor voice. That sounds eerily, eerily spot on. Um, so we we have this uh, clearly stage um, um, bedroom of this kid, and he's looking out the window, and it's dark. And we see floating interview a white black dressed figure. Um, very scary looking. I believe the inspiration was actually a film called Dark City. Um, okay. But for anybody over the age of 18, this looks very child kidnapper slash child molestery. So these vignettes run for a couple of weeks uh, until um, in, I think it was late October or middle of October, um, we got the debut of the character. (laughs) And it's fucking ridiculous, the debut of the character. So as as Scottish Danny has mentioned uh, in the chat, I'm talking about Seven.
Now, Seven was uh, a gimmick of Dustin Rhodes. Um, he, he just rejoined the company off the back of spending um, a decade or so as uh, Gold Dust. And he wanted to come back to the company as himself, Dustin, Dustin Rhodes, where he made his name. Uh, but the, the powers that be wanted him to look like <laughs> Uncle Fester, who was be playing Halloween all year round. So we get to the debut, they get the, the power on, the smoke, loads and loads of effort. And then we see Dustin floating <laughs> very slowly to the ring. But what what is uh, an underrated part of this, because this gets ridiculed all the time, but an underrated part of it for me is the commentary from Tony Schiavone acting, first of all, as if he's actually floating, when it's clear you can see the wires. You can The, the camera zooms in on the wires. And then Tony also acting like he's never seen this person before, when anybody with a passing uh, fascination about wrestling knows this is Goldust, knows it's Dustin yeah. Runnels. So he gets to the ring and instantly he starts shitting on his own gimmick. Like the second he's able to stand in the ring um, saying, basically, this is a, a load of crap. He left the WWE because of shit like this and he's come back to doing uh, doing shit like this. The reason why the gimmick didn't uh, stick is because... Um, um, standards and practices in WCW saw the vignettes and uh, thought what what a noble person would think this is a bit paedophile for our liking <laughs> so cut this but the vignettes had already aired so the character had to debut um, he essentially turned up that one night and then said he's going to make WCW's laugh a living hell because they just have fired his dad like the week before. So, yeah, that's what's going in from me. You will never forget the name Seven. Oh, man. It was just, he was just a big white face floating nonce, wasn't he? <laughs> it, was, it was. It was so horrific. Who, first of all, came up with this and thought, this will draw this will draw money the fucking nonce lovers it was horrible yeah i mean that's the big thing for me when you get when you get gimmicks and so on like this like so many that we throw into the hall of lane ultimately wrestling is a business and you hear stories all the time especially with vince mcmahon saying i want to picture this person headlining a wrestlemania and 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 stuff like that that's how he tries to view it when he's making his gimmicks and so on and it's like you look at some of the stuff we've put in from mcmahon and other companies such as seven I mean, come on. People can't seriously sit there and think people are going to pay to see this. It makes no sense. As a biz- from a business standpoint, it makes zero sense. It, yeah. I mean, who who is going to say, I can't wait to tune into Nitro because I want to see who this pedo is. I yeah, need exactly. to know. I need to know who I have to worry is going to come and touch my kids up. Yeah, and, and then when you turn ironically, it on, it's Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. You turn it on. It's like, oh, it's Dustin. <laughs> it's just Dustin. <laughs> I got the answer. Now. No worries. You know, oh, oh, brilliant. Oh, shockingly bad, mate. Shockingly bad. Something else that is shockingly bad that's going to join it. Bear with me just one second. As you cough your ring up. Oh, in next week's me. Hall of Blame, I'm putting coughing podcasters. Yeah, exactly, mate. I do apologise. <laughs> um, somebody who was very much of their time, I guess, working uh, independent, 
independent territories and smaller companies as they were dying out in the 80s and into the early 90s finally got a big break in the mid-90s joining Vince McMahon's WWF and that was the Dirty White Boy who used to wrestle in Smoky Mountain Wrestling and so on. Not much to him as an in-ring competitor but as a bit of a brawler he could cut an half-decent promo in smaller smaller territories especially, you know, in, in certain areas of the States. It's, it, it worked. Smoky Mountain Wrestling, he was their world champion a few times. He got his big break in 96, moving across the WWF. And it's a character you would have seen quite a bit of, Magsy, with a change in attitude and so on. Um, obviously, Dirty White Boy, Vince wasn't going to go along with that, especially in 96. So he decided, oh, what can we do with this fella? What can we do with this guy to make him stand out? And I suppose the big question is, we come back to, as we said, with Seven, how can this guy draw me money? And somehow he came up with the character T.L. Hopper. This was a wrestling plumber. Vignettes started to air in 1996 of this guy plundering a toilet. Uh, maybe not plundering it always with the plunger either. Sometimes he's elbow deep. Dirty t-shirt on, like the old wife beater vest efforts. Uh, trousers halfway down his arse. Displaying his arse crack to the camera as he's working. And then he talks in a very sort of stereotypical, shall we say, low intelligence. Uh, hinting towards people of a certain part of America being maybe not as intelligent as other people, shall we say. If I'm trying to put that as delicately as I can. Um, I don't understand how this is again we come back to Vince saying I want to see people draw me money I need to pitch them headlining Wrestlemania how how can you picture a guy who before SummerSlam 96 had a, had a segment on the pre-show about fishing something brown out of a swimming pool that was his only pay-per-view involvement, by the way. He wasn't involved in anything else on pay-per-view. This was it on the pre-show, SummerSlam 96. It turned out to just be a sausage, so it was all okay. But, yeah, my entrant is the absolutely terrible plumber gimmick, TL Hopper. It is disgusting. Dan Griffin has broke me. <laughs> being wrist-deep in bum gravy is still better than being an alabaster toucher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this uh, this gimmick is it's it's brutal um the first time we see him on uh, a changing attitude he pulls a cloth out of his ass and wipes his face with it it's yep. horrific um yeah great pick i mean where where on god's green earth does did vince think a plumber is going to get bums in seats they absolutely literally bum cracks in seats yeah it's ridiculous two yeah. horrible and yet worthy picks for the hall of lame yes there we go tl hopper and the big floating nonce that is seven lovely stuff uh let's have a quick check in the chat magazine before we dive into our non-wrestling topic bird okay so um Dan is saying, um, Sa is convinced every every drunk confession is me. Um, Scottish Danny is agreeing with me that bananas can get in the bin, absolutely. Um, Sting versus Hart should have been saved for a premium live event. We, well, I agree, and I'm sure we'll bring it up later on. We will get to uh, that. We will get to that. Charlie wants to know what the non wrestling topic was because, oh my goodness, she wasn't told. 
Charlie, I'm so sorry. Normally I message it to the girls because they're not on Twitter and they send me their replies if they have any. Charlie, I'm so sorry, darling. I thought I messaged you. Uh, this week's non-wrestling topic is crazy facts. So I'll tell you what you could do, actually, Charlie. We know you've got some ice pops downstairs in the freezer. We've got loads of crazy facts on the side of the ice pops. You can go down and have a look and message us some of those, couldn't you? We're going to get on to the non-wrestling topic very, and very And also soon. bring your dad a, an ice pop up so he can cool his sore throat. Oh, that'd be lovely. I'll have an ice pop, Charlie. Yeah, pop that'd be lovely. That'd be awesome. I'll have one of the cola ones. No, raspberry. raspberry. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Griffin, Dustin Rhodes attempt at being creepier around a kid than Jimmy Savile. Oh, Jesus. We, uh, barely a week goes by where we don't mention Jimmy Savile on this show. It's, it's funny. Very, very it's, weird. it's Dan Griffin. He he jags the tongue of the show down. You know, on this show, there's barely a week goes by that we don't mention Jimmy Savile. Mostly yeah, Sa- Dan Griffin. Savile was from around Dan Griffin's parts as well. He's a, oh. he's a, it was a Yorkshire, Yorkshireman, so... Hmm. He, reg- he regularly we speak about fascists and Nazis on the Doctor Who pod. That's that Dan Griffin and the Doctor Who pod as well. Do you see a, you know a link here between the shows? He's yeah. the bad. He's the bad penner. He, he is, is the indeed. bad penner. He left as a natural, came back as the president. Oh my goodness! <laughs> for Connor in the chat, hello sir. He's uh, said it's clearly John Cena, and then I was close. I mean, John Cena could John Cena pull off a, a child molester? Hmm. I think you want to be Maybe. careful how you word that. A, an, an alabaster toucher. Could John Cena pull off an alabaster toucher? I'm talking about the whole pull-off thing as well. I mean, you know, you, you don't want to be that Let, close to him. Let's get off the subject. Yes. Know-how is saying, size that a ponytail. No not, no, not quite. It's kind of tied halfway up, but it does come down quite a way, yeah. Normally, but it's too warm in here to have it down tonight. And Dan saying, following up seven with Dirty White Boy uh, was perfect. Uh, we've been through that one being this deep is in Bungrave is still better than being an alabaster toucher I uh, generally think Vince McMahon has had a bad deal with a plumber and thought this would make a great heal <laughs> Dan Griffin proud of himself now I finally got Mags uh, Simbas himself with his own crack sweat oh yeah it was horrible was it was gross, just man grim um connor saying i saw an interview about the tl hopper gimmick if i can find it again i'll tweet the show with the wink yeah i do um dan offended that we uh we linked him to to savile on geography says savile was from south yorkshire he's from north yorkshire Oof. ah okay is that just down the road though is that just like it's it's the same thing isn't it yeah. that's like you saying i'm from west gloucester instead of east gloucester fair enough yeah. <laughs> and least the obvious, we'll, obvious one is Fred West and I'm literally 10 minutes from where the guy lives <laughs> I'm not even joking so maybe it's, it's you and Dan on the on the Doctor Who podcast because you're both pretty clear to to evil molesters mm, maybe maybe and that's yeah. why honestly yeah that, that makes perfect link actually I live 10 minutes from the night that the house of horrors on Cromwell Street and that's why we talk about fascist leaders on a science fiction podcast. It makes perfect sense now. Yeah. It doesn't take much <laughs> to make those connections. No, nope, um, not at all, mate, not at all. Dan saying, I wouldn't want to see John Cena pull off a fiddler and Scottish Dan Eden, now then, now then, now then. Oh, my God. Can we just stop it with the Jimmy Savile <laughs> reference? No, please. Yeah, but you say all that right, and right. they'll come with it even more. You are just feeding the uh. enemy there. We will start handing out little... What is it like you can put people in like five-minute timeouts, can't you? If we start seeing... I, I thought you were like. going to say you were going to hand out like awards saying, Sa fixed it for me. 
no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> okay then. Okay. Shall we get to our non-wrestling topic, Maxi? Before my voice gives up on me completely tonight. Uh, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay. NWT time. Oh, no wrestling talk here. It's the non-wrestling topic. Lovely. Nice. Lovely. Nice. Oh, lovely. Lovely. We asked the CWF, all our glorious watchers, listeners, you know, our, our brilliant friends out there on Twitter at Land, about crazy facts. Anything goes, as long as it's factual. It's got to be real. <laughs> but the crazier, the better. And we had some absolute stormers, some that I don't quite understand. So it may require us some people. Some people didn't understand the assignment. I think. Okay. Gray and Bagshaw looking at you, sir. Which then led to me not quite understanding what was going on. I mean, that's part of the course. Yeah, that happens all the time, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. So that was, uh, yeah, that was it. And on wrestling, talk, a couple of examples there on the chain wrestling Twitter feed. Uh, it's illegal to own just one guinea pig in Switzerland. Apparently, they're seen as being really social animals, so you have to have a minimum of two. If you don't, yeah. you can get in big trouble. I reckon that's quite lovely, Max. It is. That's sweet. Yeah. But I also then get sad thinking about people who don't live in Switzerland and their guinea pigs if they've only got one. Lonely little guinea pig. Yeah. Uh, that is sad. I mean, would you? why would you just want one guinea pig? Oh. Um, space? I mean... Does a guinea pig take up much more space if you've got a couple of them? I suppose not. If you've got a, a cage, thing. put them in the same, yeah. Yeah, so that's true. People who get one guinea pig, you are evil monsters. You bastards, and we hate you. <laughs> <laughs> you absolute savils. Yeah, you bastards. <laughs> mm. um, <laughs> uh, Australia, Australia is wider than the moon, apparently. Yeah, so I told that one to the missus, and she did not believe me whatsoever. She went, no, that doesn't sound true. But apparently it is. Are you saying apparently it is because you've read it on our Twitter feed? Yeah. Why would you... No, I literally showed it like 10 minutes before we went live. Uh, Okay. Because with regards to that, I did as much research into that fact as you did. Zero. There you go. <laughs> the next one is quite unbelievable as well. The Queen is a drained mechanic. Yeah, I'll just do with her like national service and like when she was like sixteen or something. Yeah. Well get 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 Sharon to nip your car down to Buckingham Palace and she'll give it a once over. That's it, yeah. MOTs <laughs> by the by the Queen, yeah. That's it. <laughs> HRH MOTs. Um we will run through everybody who has sent messages in. Most of them are on Twitter. I've got a couple on WhatsApp that have just come into us late on. Uh, but we will get to those at the end, I feel. In the order they arrived into us then, which makes no difference what's water magazine because it just doesn't work out that way for some reason. No. We have Millwall Chris at Millwall Chris one on Twitter. He starts do. off by saying, uh, baked beans aren't baked. They are stewed. Now, I didn't know that. You thought that they were baked. Well, no, I never really gave it any thought. I, you know, I never thought, okay, baked beans must be baked or baked beans are not baked. In my whole 41 years on this planet, it's never entered my mind. Baked beans are just baked beans. I don't know, you know. Yeah, I, I understand that. But if you look at how baked beans are in, in a tin, it's 
it's clear that they 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 cooked in a liquid, so ergo uh, stewed. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. But again, that blew my mind. I was like, "Whoa, okay." Well, so why don't they call them stewed beans? Would you buy stewed beans? It's all the alliteration of baked beans. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. You used to get a stewed apple as well when you were a kid, didn't you? My mum used to make stewed apple and stuff when I was younger. We had stewed apple and custard for pudding. That was nice. Yeah, it's lovely. Add a bit of crumble on the top and win-win. You've got a crumble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go, Yeah, there you go. That's how that works. <laughs> Glad we cleared that up. Um, at UTT Rob on Twitter. Right, back up says, to the top. It's legal to shoot a Scotsman with a bow and arrow in York. Fortunately, Dan Griffin has normally drank too much to aim straight. <laughs> Look at that. The the, ri- the ribbing Dan gets for his, al- yeah, his, his all the time. rampant alcoholism. Yeah, yeah, terrible. But it saves it saves Scotsman, so. Because <laughs> he can't shoot straight. <laughs> yeah, so perhaps him drinking, you know, keeps that English, was it, Anglo-Scottish relations because he's not going around butchering people with a with a crossbow, you know. And I love the fact that Millwall Chris said, one... Scottish Danny and Rob living played up to the 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 kayfabe story that is it is illegal to shoot someone who's from Kent. Brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> uh, Millwall Chris again. He says here it's illegal to enter the Houses of Parliament wearing a suit of armour. Okay. okay, I mean I suppose that makes sense because when suit of armours were were in use, you were probably going in there to kill somebody. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Mill Chris carries on. He says the most most common last name in Canada is Smith. Well, I don't know if I should be more or less surprised at that. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it sounds like it's a fact, but it, it kind of shows just how boring Canada is, that Smith is the most popular last name. But then isn't Smith also the most popular name in, in our country? Is it, well, it shows how fucking boring we are then. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. Um, <laughs> Connor, <laughs> Connor Knows Soccer at Connor Knows Footy on Twitter. Again, apologies, everyone, for my my voice and me having to keep muting the microphone and so on to cough. And that is quite rough. I, I apologize. It probably does sound horrific. I'm sorry. Um, Connor says the 100 folds on a chef's hat represent 100 ways to cook an egg. Mm. Now, I knew a chef's hat had 100 folds. But I didn't realise that was the situation. There's a hundred ways to cook an egg. That boil. Well, I fucking know that one. Yeah, go on. (laughs) Omelette. Right. You can fry an egg. Scrambled. Right, so that's five. Okay. If we hit ten, I'm gonna be amazed. Fried egg, fried rice. That's still fried egg, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know a hundred ways, but if there is a hundred ways, and and chefs know them, they deserve a hundred folds in their hat. Yeah. So how does that work? Is it like a ranking system? Is it? Uh, <laughs> if you, I only know ninety-eight ways yeah. to cook an egg. And as you get, <laughs> as you train, you get more and more folds in your hat before you're basically wearing like a piece of cloth origami on your bonds all over the place. You know. And if you don't know any ways, you can't fold it, so you have to wear it like a dunce cap. Uh, yeah, fair enough, I think. I, I suppose we'd only have, like we said, five, so our cap would be pretty flat. <laughs> a hexagon. We could have a hexagon cap. <laughs> Welcome to our gourmet restaurant. We can offer you a fried egg, or maybe do you a bit of an omelette. There you go, that's us done. Uh, 
Okay, uh, Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin twenty one on Twitter. The average raccoon can squeeze. Oh, good God! The average raccoon can. Squeeze- this is an oldie but a goldie. Yeah. I'm sure he's he's thrown this one in before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The average raccoon can squeeze through a gap four inches in diameter. With adequate training, the human anus can stretch up to seven inches in diameter. So if you put your mind to it, you can fit one point seven five raccoons up your bum. Oh, you can be as rude as you like with me. Oh, Brilliant. yeah, fantastic. You know, great stuff. And that's the sort of facts that, not that, you know, raccoons at your arse is a particular sort of, of in interest of mine, but it's the sort of facts that I think, okay, that's brilliant. What worries me is the amount of research that went into to knowing that fact. Mm. Yeah, yeah, okay. Raccoons aren't small, though, are they? No, but they can squeeze through a four-inch gap. So. Weren't the weren't raccoons um, in that cartoon with the bloke with the pink nose that bent round? Yeah, it was called the raccoons. Oh dear, dear, dear. Uh, okay. <laughs> he was, and the pink the the pink nose was that he was an aardvark. It was called Cyril Sneer. Sneer. Yeah, I was going to call. I, was, I thought his name was like Snell or something, but no, no Sneer. Yeah, he's the guy who has the Seth Rollins laugh. <laughs> ah yeah okay i bloody hated that cartoon you know really i thought yeah. it was good no well, you're wrong it was crap um, <laughs> fair enough <laughs> 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 it, it would probably have been a situation where it, ghostbusters was supposed to be on or turtles was supposed to be on when i was really little and that series had finished and raccoons replaced it and i didn't know and i got really angry and upset about it that's probably what's affected me to, to hate the raccoons i expect Plus, it wasn't. It wasn't the most exciting cartoon, though, was it? Nah, it weren't. Mate. Quite. It was quite plodding and a little yeah. bit dull, I suppose. Yeah, that's it. There was no catching ghosts or fighting turtles. So mm. that's all I wanted for my entertainment, pal. Still the same night, to be fair. Um, <laughs> Forty years on, still. Isn't yeah. It? Uh, Dan Griffin continues. Pandas have to eat around thirty pounds of bamboo a day because it's hard to di- to digest. So they poop 80% of what they eat. Well, they are. Do you know, they try their hardest to go extinct, the pandas, don't they? They eat food that's pretty much no good for them. Mm-hmm. They, they don't like shagging, so there's no way that they're going to uh, like <laughs> reproduce. Yeah, it's, it's like they've got a death wish. So, oh, yeah. my God. They try their best to go extinct because they don't like shagging. <laughs> No, they don't. That that's why it's like such a massive deal when uh, a, a zoo can get two pandas to mate because they're that lazy they can't even get it up for a a bit of how's your panda? Oh my god, how's your panda? Freaking hell! What, wasn't it pandas we spoke about as well that gravity was their enemy, or was that koalas? That was sloths. Oh. Okay, yeah, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> I'm not very well, leave me alone. Uh, Dan Griffin also carries on here saying, uh, cousins whose parents are identical twins. Hang on, what? Yeah, I knew this one would have. As soon as I read it, I thought, this is going to send Sar's brain into meltdown. Cousins whose parents are identical twins share 25% of their DNA. It doesn't mean, though, that both of their parents... It doesn't mean that both their parents are the same pair of twins. 
Right. Okay. So it's not related. Twins. So it means it means. Yeah, it means two twins have 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 had separate kids, and them kids are cousins. Right. Okay. Yeah, I get you. Right. Okay. So cousins whose parents are identical twins share twenty five percent of their DNA instead of the usual twelve point five percent, while mm-hmm. full siblings share fifty percent of their DNA. Half siblings share twenty five percent. That's why, though children are identical twins are legally cousins. They are genetically the equivalent of half siblings. This is some weird going on down the forest shit here, isn't it? <laughs> this is deep dark Gloucester territory. Yeah, this is like you know Stroud or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Stroud, Jesus. Yeah, I, 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 I'm gonna have to sit down and proper figure that out. That's like Steiner maths, like You're gonna have to draw it out, aren't you? You're gonna have to draw two twins and their kids and the flow and, charts, Dane. <laughs> yeah, the, and the maths, <laughs> the maths <Yes>. chart. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, Dan Griffin as well, according to research from security firm. Symantec, religious websites carry three times more malware threats than porn sites. Symantec found the average number of security threats on religious sites was 115, compared to porn sites, which had 25. So porn is safer than religion, and there's a t-shirt in that. And I I didn't even need Dan to explain the research from Symantec, because clearly everyone knows that porn is safer than religion. There we go. Well, it depends on what type of porn, obviously. And if you're well, talking about identical cousins... Listen, um, Seven, we're not talking about <laughs> that. Not uh, <laughs> consensual adult porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Don't insinuate <laughs> I watch anything else. Don't insinuate I even I watch I didn't that. insinuate no any at all. <laughs> oh, dear me. MGB Graham at MGB Graham on Twitter from the awesome Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast. He says, I was Time Person of the Year in 2006. Mm-hmm. I have represented England at football and okay. a nil-nil a draw between Manchester United and International Milan caused hell to go down. Right, so I had to look a few of this up just to figure this out. Um, time Person of the Year was basically anybody... It was you. It was you. Yeah, it was basically yeah. everyone. Yeah. yeah, so that works. I was time person of the year in 2006. You were? Uh, I asked Graham about the representing England of football. He messaged to explain, not the national team, uh, in Thanksgiving 2001 in Atlanta, on a field, uh, England versus the rest of the world game, composed of people from the area. Only rule I remember was when you were on the sidelines, you had to drink a beer. It was rolling subs and great fun. So they can't remember the score, though. So that blatantly means being an England game, we lost on penalties. Um, <laughs> uh, a nil-nil draw between Manchester United and Inter Milan co- caused hell to go down. I don't ring a bell to me, Magsy. No, I'm, I'm assuming it meant that we need they needed a replay between Man United and Milan, which meant that Man United, Man United versus Hull was postponed uh, and okay. other results meant that they would have gone down without playing, I suppose. I see. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, I get you. Uh, Scottish Danny 
at Scottish Duglo on Twitter. My good buddy from Nitro Nights WCW podcast. Apologies again, Danny, for letting you down this weekend. But as you can hear, this is the best I've sounded for three days. And this isn't very good. But we will get back on track with that soon. Nitro Nights comes out every Thursday. Looking back on WCW one show at a time. Make sure everyone checks it out. Uh, you can find the show on Twitter and so on. Danny says, this one blew my mind. There were only 15 Mr. Bean episodes made. This really feel It really feels like they made more. Yeah, that's one that really puzzles me as well. I always remember <laughs> watching loads and loads and loads when I was a kid, but I must have been watching the same ones over and over again. Yeah. I, I mean, I knew because uh, I think they're, they're, uh, they're on Netflix and, and the, there's only like a couple of seasons of it, but it, it's one of those shows where you thought it got on for years and years, but it clearly mm. hadn't. I think the, the, the Mr. Bean cartoon has, has got like 10 times the amount of episodes that the actual original show has got. Why? Wow. Okay. I suppose each episode kind of had two or three little stories in there, didn't it? So maybe that's how I remember <laughs> remembering it. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps. Um, on staying on that uh, topic, um, Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Bean, he's got a, a new Netflix show, which I heartily recommend. It's very much in the same vein as Mr. Bean. Uh, it's called man versus B. Um, I've heard about this, but I've not seen it. Is it good? Yeah, you can, and it's it's quickly bingeable. You can watch the whole season in like ninety minutes. It, like the episodes are like ten, fifteen minutes long. Um, it's funny. It's really funny. Daft. It's not going to be a, a show that's uh, going to pique your intellectual interest, but it it made me laugh quite a lot. Yeah, okay. I like Rowan Atkinson as well. He's great in Black Adder, and that was neat. So, yeah, excellent. Uh, at Total Stevo on Twitter, here he says there are more stars than grains of sand. This is something we've had on the show before, isn't it? And that yeah. that is absolutely amazing as well. I, I don't have the figures in front of me now, but I did try and figure out one not too long ago, like literally in the last couple of months, how many grains of sand are on a certain beach that me, the missus and the kids like to go to just by like how many grains of sand are in like a square meter and working it out that way. And the number just got so ridiculous. I couldn't even fathom it. So the fact that this is one beach and we're talking the whole world, mm -hmm. but there's more stars than that. That is just insane. And that's just the observable universe. That's the only the universe that we can we can see with like telescopes and, and things like that. There's uh, parts of the universe that we just haven't got the capacity to see oh. yet, and all those are full full of uh, full of stars as well. So, yeah, it's uh, just shows how infinitesimal we are uh, on this planet. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Um, Steve continues. There's an average of sixty thousand songs uploaded to Spotify a day. That's insane. Mm -hmm. Why? Okay. I mean, I mean, I, I, artists, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, I don't get wrong. I never, I never sat there and thought to myself, oh, I wonder how many. So I've got no reason to judge this as high or low, I guess. But I sort of look at that number and I think, okay, that would make sense, I suppose, with the amount of artists out there, different genres of music, and you know, and so on. But I don't know why that surprised me so much. I don't know. No, it is um, surprising. It's a huge number. Yeah. I suppose that's why it's a crazy fact, Mags, and fits exactly into what we're talking about, doesn't it? Correct. Exactly. Oh. He understood the assignment. He did Graham. indeed. Good old Steve-O. Uh, he continues, I cheated finding this. Thank you, Google. You can fit one million Earths into the sun. Why? Yep. It's a big old, big old ball of fire. 
It is, mate. And that's a similar principle to the grains of sand, I suppose, isn't it? it makes you realise that's just insane. And ironically, in, in the grand scheme of the universe, our sun is pretty small I was, mm-hmm. as a star. So, yeah. How many, yeah. how many of our suns fit into the largest star out there? Probably around the same number. It's, it's mad, isn't it? And then to think that we're just a tiny little speck walking around on the surface. Oh, man, I'm going to get too deep and philosophical and stuff now, so let's, let's avoid that. Uh, we've got quite a bit going on in the chat, Magsy. Should, should we break our normal routine and jump in there for a minute or two, and then we'll get back to what we've got on Twitter? Yes, sir. I've got to do some scrolling about. Um, Morty's in the chat. Hello, Morty. Um, how are you, sir? No how saying this. is first time uh, uh, watching. What do I need to know? You need to know that um anything goes in this chat uh usually dan or morty will will steer the the conversation to some pretty grim dark things but we do talk about food a lot as well so it swings around about um dan griffin <laughs> there we go fitting both into one perfect comment guinea pigs are a delicacy in peru so dark and delicious. <laughs> FIFA Connor saying his evil is coming together. All his sets of one guinea pigs to torture. So so mean. Uh, Cam Griffey saying still got the little one wide awake. So possibly the youngest CWF member. Oh, that's that's pretty cute. Awesome stuff. That's lush. Dan said it's only legal to shoot Scotsman on the city walls of York. And he thought that the the most common last name in in Canada would be Hart. Well, yeah, we've all the <laughs> kids that that Stew and uh, um, had. Yeah, you wouldn't would not be surprised. Uh, more saying commoners infrequent or commoners in peasants because I'd said the most common surname in in England is Sherman. So he not clearly knows someone who's called Sherman who's a bit of a scruff. Ah, uh, okay, that's that's mean. Um, Sharon uh, doing the Lord's work. Um, telling know-how um, follow Chair Wrestling on Twitter every Friday Saturday the, the topic is posted they read out the responses in the live other than that just join in the chat and have a laugh with our little CWF yeah absolutely Indeed. more than welcome the more the merrier uh, I hope you're enjoying yourself I hope we haven't scared you off with this uh, with this uh, first 48 minutes uh, and I hope to see you again every single week uh, also, Dan sorry Danny uh, sorry Max All, uh, I'm intrigued as well where did you where did you hear of the show? That's always interesting. Did, was it on Twitter? Was it on Facebook? Was it just you know the, the link popped up somewhere? Let us know in the chat if you're still there. Whereabouts you you heard of the show and so on? That'd be quite mm-hmm. interesting from my standpoint. Sorry, Max, I interrupted you. Yeah, because you're all about the the analytics, aren't you? You love to to analyze and dissect the the information. Yeah, and then I probably forget it twenty minutes later. But at that <laughs> yes. moment in time, it's important to me. It absolutely is. Uh, Dan saying he's a bastion of knowledge, no, just a bastard. Um, <laughs> I mean, can be both, Dan. You absolutely can be both. New listener in, talk about raccoons going up bottoms. Yep, that's that's the chain wrestling way, Mort. That's the chain yes. wrestling way. We're uh, not one of one of the scientists <laughs> testing the raccoon bumhole theory accidentally sneezed and decapitated one of the raccoons. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Sharon saying your laugh sounds weird. Uh, that soul throat isn't working for for her. Uh, it's working for me, sir. It actually oh. is working for me. And that's that, you are my target audience as well, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Middle aged chubby men. During the war, huh? during the war, we. <laughs> that's it. 
Know how saying I bet Sarah was a Raphael fan. Yeah, who was your favourite tell? Oh yeah, Raphael. Yeah, yeah. Michelangelo. It's got to be Michelangelo. Why is it got to be? I like Raphael. It was. I mean, there was nothing that stood out about him, and he had the shittest weapon: a pair of forks. Bollocks. Was it like what are they call the Sai? Sai knives? Yeah. The well, no, it didn't. No, I can't. They weren't the worst. The stick. Getting yeah, the stick is not. You know, he's supposed to be a ninja. He's got a fucking broom handle. <laughs> he's like a trigger. He, he's the trigger of the turtles. Yeah. What's his, 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 his special ability? Getting you know, being really shit at sweeping up. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's hardly going to win you a fight with a bloke with loads of knives on his arm, is it? Yeah, but he cannot reach stuff from the top shelf, which. Uh, Someone with a half a fork can't, can they? Not half. A, they're quite long, you know. You see them in real life. They're quite a size. They're about, you know. That works really well Ooh. on the audio version later in the weekend. <laughs> they're so about this big. <laughs> yeah. I made some of those once out of some bits of wood. And a friend of mine as well, a young, you know, a young kid, as young kids, made some out of wood, just nailed bits of wood together and had some. They were, they were awesome. Until we, like, hit them on something and they fell apart because we were shit. So. <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs> but they looked apart. Brilliant. Cam is uh, throwing in uh, one of his own facts. A piece of paper with 42 folds in can cover the distance uh, from the Earth to the Moon. I actually saw, I'm sure it was a TikTok about this not long ago, a couple of days ago maybe, and someone actually did the maths, and it's rad. It's like 384 million miles to the the moon, Uh, and the average thickness of a piece of paper is 0.5 to 0.1 uh of a of a centimeter or a millimeter so somebody worked out how thick it would be when you fold it 42 times and it's actually it would be like 30 it cover it by about two hundred thousand um meters or something like that you don't sound 100 convinced by what you're saying there. i'm gonna have to watch the video again <laughs> but, but they, they did the maths and it, and it worked out uh, right well, so i believe you i believe you I mean, I didn't do the TikTok video. Somebody else did. I mean, they may have been bullshitting. Um, Nohow says he also thinks you're a, a Peter Venkman fan. Yeah. I, do I know you? Are you? Is this somebody I know? Did Did you go to my infant school or something? Did you, you picked my favourite turtle and my favourite Ghostbuster. That's and, creepy. Uh, how is Egon Spengler not your favourite Ghostbuster? You've got to be kidding me. Venkman uh. all day long, man. In the films, he was the funny guy. He got the girl, but Egan was the backbone. He invented yeah. all the all the the tech. Yeah, but Venkman was badass doing it, wasn't he? Using that tech, <laughs> you know, nobody likes brains from the Thunderbirds, do they? Everyone wants to be one of the Thunderbirds. <laughs> do you know what That's, I mean? What an analogy! No one likes brains from the Thunderbirds, unless it's Lady Penelope giving the brains. I suppose. Do you reckon? They got it on in that limo. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. Just again, this works fantastically well on, on, on the audio. <laughs> For the benefit of everyone listening to the podcast version later in the week, Magsy and I just mimicked puppets having sex, and it worked wonderfully well. You're missing out on on all sorts if you don't watch the live version. I wonder if brains could get a Woody. Oh, just constant though, wouldn't it? It'd be a constant Woody. <laughs> but, I imagine, but if you're designing a puppet. Bear with me here, because there's there's logic to my way of thinking. Mate. If you're designing a puppet and you're giving the puppet, you know, bits and bobs, you wouldn't make the puppet standing to attention because that's just fucked up. And that's that's just that's, that's nasty, isn't it? You don't have a puppet walking around with a constant boner. So, but you'd hang on, he'd, he'd have a Woody, but it'd be facing the wrong direction, wouldn't it? 
there is practicality to it though because you could use it as a tripod for him to st- like stand up when you're not mannequin in the puppet i suppose uh, okay yeah if you need you could make it like a rack i suppose like a spice rack <laughs> didn't you so when you finish you know, <laughs> for puppets dicks <laughs> yeah when you so when you finished when you're finished with your puppets what is you can, this you can take, like you know you can take the five thunderbird pilots the old dude who was in a wheelchair when he and then like parker and you can just stack them all up by their knobs in your rack on the wall saves them getting knocked around on the floor potentially trod on that I can't believe that this used to be a wrestling show. <laughs> <laughs> we are a wrestling podcast. We are. Jesus Christ. Let's fire through some of these because the 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 chat is just... We, I've got about 500 to go through. It's just absolutely amazing. <laughs> okay. we, absolutely, we love you guys. The fact that you come in and, and you make this show every single week. So Charlie used to love watching Mr. Bean. Uh, si hasn't seen something never i'm shocked si hasn't seen it uh we're now at the steve-o section uh to be fair it's only been a few days it's got to be a good 15 years uh until si watches it That's pretty much fair. pretty much uh sharon's wondering how many books go live uh every day oh that, is that I what it's called more. when when you released a book is it called going live yeah when well, because they go on like um amazon and um yeah all the all the little like Barnes and Noble thing is that, yeah, and all that sort of Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. That's a bookshop. Yeah, but no, I don't mean no. When when they go live, it's like they're released online, isn't it? Yeah, Barnes and Noble. They is that have live, a, is it? they have like a Kindle app. Uh, okay, right. Well, yeah, that sort of thing then. Uh, <laughs> you know, I imagine it's I imagine it's I imagine it's got to be up there, the same as songs. I imagine it's right up there. Yeah. I bet it is you, but I bet you're out. Mm. Anyway, we don't have time to dilly dally, sir. The enormity of the universe gives me an existential crisis. It does. It's it's shocking just how tiny we are in the grand scheme of things. For the amount of time we've been around and the amount of space we take up in the universe, yeah, we have got delusions of grandeur. Definitely. Um, I think there's an opposite Earth where chair wrestling with with saying mags instead of mags and sa and they also talk about wrestling they don't yeah. have a non-wrestling topic it's a wrestling only topic it is whoa 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 why am i being named a shame don't tell me with dan's brush yeah i'm a saint compared to mortar <laughs> brilliant uh your honestly niece is out now sir nothing to Aww. do with the show oh that's cute oh bless her good night all uh teenage mutant ninja turtles were bad fart me um, what that the? now you could you could exercise the five minutes time out on that that's time outable magsy honestly if i knew how to do it i would <laughs> brilliant <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen Raphael's forks in real life sar still has a fever off to bed with you, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cam saying you've caught me out mag's got the fact off that there tiktok tiktok is a wealth of of facts um, out, outside all the dancing and the ridiculous uh, music, the, and the, the ladies, and and the and the and the ladies. What, yeah, what it's, it's just it's just ladies everywhere, isn't it? TikTok. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, and men. There's some men as well. They don't show up on my feed, mate. I'm missing out. Well, that's because you're looking for ladies, sir. No, it comes up on the for you. It learns no, get... what you've watched before. That's why. Yeah. This is when I first opened the account. There was just loads and loads of people dancing. And then, of course, now it's narrowed specifically down to the type of lady I'm fond of. 
Yeah. <laughs> because it's learned that you will stick and watch that video over and over again. I will. TikTok does my head in, mate. I think we need so, to manage our accounts. Like Sharon's, that. it looks like Sharon's Googled and said uh, that on average there's 50,000 books released. Uh, oh, wow. Well, okay. So just a bit shy so, of the song. Yeah. Fair, but that's, still, that's still insane, isn't it? Uh, Scottish Danny saying, anybody remember Borders, the bookshop? Does anyone remember bookshops in, in general? Just, yeah. We still got one in Gloucester. I think, which is surprising because not many of us can read. Is that is that called the library? No, it's not called the library. <laughs> Fever Connor's trying to get on your last nerve, saying Ghostbusters was just oh, as bad. Man. That's rude. That is rude. End up getting himself kicked out. He's gonna get banned. Um, and Dan wants to know what the fuck was that voice? Uh, that was like a Gloucester Seven. <laughs> 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 oh, it sounds I like a. That sounds like a gang that that planned to rob the local bank, the Gloucester Seven. Yeah, the Gloucester Seven. To be honest, there is. Is there a Gloucester? Not a Gloucester Seven. Was there a Gloucester Five or something like that? They got banged up. Or am I thinking of something? I'm gonna have to Google that. I bet there is. There's no ladies on man. I watch Saz mate Ryan. Okay, Ryan is a model dude. Sharon, if I get this wrong, apologies. I have to chuck it in the chat. But he's a model dude who. Um, he's been on the front of, but he writes books as well, I believe. But he's a book cover uh, model and so on. Uh, and we met him at this signing, and he's the same bloke. We, we had a couple of drinks together. He's a top fella. So yeah, but Sharon thinks he's he's absolutely gorgeous and wonderful. And to be fair, I probably would as well. And I'm completely straight, so that's how attractive he is. Brilliant. Um, Nohow says there's only one channel that he follows that they follow on on TikTok, and that's Iron Maiden. Dan, <laughs> They pronounce it library <laughs> down Sarsway. And Sharon corrects him, we say Libre. Libre, indeed. And then Scottish Daddy saying there's the Texas 7 <laughs> Bank Bank podcast says the Jackson 5. Yeah, it's from that very infamous bank robbery where the, the Jackson 5s um, stole the money. Like, hee hee, give me all your oh. money. <laughs> <laughs> Evening, Andy from the bath. FNL, Andy's out of the bath. I'm in bed at 10 o'clock. He's in bed. Old, old man. 20p, <laughs> Danny, bit late with his bet, but it says 20p is still in the bath. Fortunately, Danny's actually in bed. So that's us pretty much catch, caught up now. So shall we get back to the second to part the of the note. We're going to need to start extending the show. We're going to have to start coming on at like seven or something at this rate. We've got so many people. Just for, the, just for the non-wrestling topic yeah so many interactions it's fantastic we love you all thank you so so much for being involved uh handy t1tf on twitter our good friend from the states he says in paintsville kentucky i believe that is ky that'd be kentucky magazine wouldn't it mm-hmm. or a, or a yeah. jelly maybe a jelly a jelly oh okay. no yeah why would he be in ky jelly right. well, I suppose. <laughs> americans uh Okay, he says, it is illegal to play a fiddle in an elevator. And bloody rightly so. No, this one isn't even on my feed, so that's fun. Oh, he quote tweeted it, mate. Brilliant. Thanks, uh, thanks for letting me know. But that's, well, uh, it is an amazing fact. Ah, uh, okay. No high says, they know me for over 30 years. Ah, okay, nice. Well, let us know who you are. Awesome stuff. Cam, at CamGriff92 on Twitter. He says, to add to the panda facts, they do said pooping around 40 times a day. That's a lot of pooing. That is a lot of pooing. And if you, I suppose you've got 30 pounds of bamboo to get shut off. 
Well, I suppose, yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot <laughs> of that. It's illegal to have a fiddle in an elevator in most places. Very, very true. Yeah, we're getting Unless back to seven again. If now, you we? don't get caught, though. Yeah, there we go. What, well, they never know. Now then, hey, now then. Look at this. Magsy the Burnley fiddler. <laughs> uh, somebody here new to the show, I believe. At Pigs Bladders, and I believe this is all done firmly tongue in cheek, but it did make me chuckle. Pigs Bladders has, has replied a few times. Yep, okay. Um, Barry Horowitz can le- only legally drink cup of soup in Nebraska after an incident involving a donkey and copious amounts of tequila. I'm not sure that's a fact. I think that's, yes. Well, I mean, they did follow up with details of the incident, oh, a little fuzzy, but he can confirm the donkey was not harmed in any way and later they became friends. And he has got a picture of Barry Horowitz next to said donkey, although that may be slightly photoshopped. Mm, it looks a bit dodged, doesn't it? It looks a bit dodged, but there we go. Uh, AB, at official AB underscore POS. Welcome back. Glad we didn't uh, frighten you off. Indeed, indeed. Uh, and also interacts a load on the Doctor Who pod as well. Fantastic stuff. Great to have you along. As always, um, Wombat's Poop in Cubes. I have no idea how. And I have no idea how either. That's insane. You would think it's because they have square bowels, I suppose. But, yeah, that is weird. That is in cubes. Huh, okay. But, like, literally, a cube, though, is like a perfect square, not like a rectangle, then. Like, squeezing, like, curling one out. Yeah, I mean, they may crimp off, like, uh, cube sizes i suppose bite-sized pieces like little ice cubes or something that's what in my head that's what i'm thinking of ice cube size <laughs> like frozen yeah. frozen wombat shit yeah there we go frozen wombat shit uh they also say here ab it is illegal in texas to own more than five dildos okay five is the cutoff six is apparently the limit where you're conspiring to corrupt children they say in quotation marks here Sex toy shops have signs constantly saying for educational use only. You're conspiring to corrupt children if you have six dildos. But five is okay. <laughs> One for each finger of, on your hand, I suppose. How many fingers have you got on your hand, Max? On one hand. Yeah. yeah but you still only have four, it. though. Yeah. Oh, no, I see what you mean. You're saying five on one hand. Yeah, hang on. I don't. I don't, I don't. I don't know the rules. I didn't make up the rules. I'm just very worried for Tanner and Ray um, now because they're going to have to get rid of a lot of their dildos. <laughs> yeah, unless they got a secret, secret, secret stash, like the the special bottom, the, the false bottom in their drawer has got another false bottom underneath with their special dildos in it. <laughs> Maybe uh, uh, James at eighties and nineties wrestling. These are all over the place in 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 the scrolling today. Hmm. There's got to be a better way of doing this. Maybe if I screenshot them and then just send them to you, and then you'll know the order we're going to go in. Nah, that's right. All right, okay. Why, that why, seems like work. We're seems fast like approaching a hundred episodes in. Why would we change it now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> the only only a female mosquito bites. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. The bloke who plays Chuck in that American series, Chuck, isn't Jim from the American office. This still blows my mind. I've not seen Chuck. Surprisingly Um, enough, that'll stun people to know this. I have not seen Chuck nor the American office because I don't agree with it. 
how, hang on, how, okay, I'll chuck, I don't know what chuck is, What's, what is that, is, a, a block called Chuck, I would assume, no, I get that, but it's a comedy series, is it, I don't, sir, I don't know, I've never watched Chuck, <laughs> it, yeah, but may, it may be a drama, Max, all I'm aware. We've literally just said we're nearly 100 episodes in. This is how our relationship works. I say I've not seen it, then you, you know, pass out all the wisdom you have and, you know, let me know whether it's... I have no episode. wisdom of Chuck. Okay. Okay. Unfortunately. Well, then, forget about Chuck. American Office. You don't, you don't agree with it? No. Why? Because the British office is just infinitely superior to it. And it didn't outstay its welcome. But if you've not seen the American office, how do you know it's superior? I, it's not like I've blinkered and I've not heard of it or seen clips of it. I just don't find it funny. Anytime there is a okay. British comedy and, and the Americans try to do it or like do their own version of it, it, it fails. Yeah, yeah, and I, I agree. To me, that. the office fails. I've, I have heard, though, when... Um, it kind of outgrew the, the, the length of the UK office. That's when it kind of took on its own identity and it became a bit more yeah. funnier. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm not willing to sit through the first couple of seasons to get to that. Well, season one is very much taken off the BBC version. And I, I listen to, well, when I get an opportunity to listen to anything, then sometimes I listen to a podcast called The Office Ladies and it's two of the actresses who are in the office going episode by episode on the shows they're in. Okay. And they'd say about which bits were borrowed from the UK and, and how much they respected the UK show and so on. But even they felt that they couldn't sort of get running with the show until after they'd sort of surpassed the UK episodes. <laughs> and then it became a show of its own. And that, that I enjoy. The middle portion of the American office is good. The ending is, is shite because Michael Scott's not in the last two seasons and that's crap. The beginning that's is a bit Steve, Car- Steve Carell did it. Yeah, yeah. The middle bit is good. The middle bit, I quite enjoy it. But there we go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Morty, at MortyJR5 on Twitter. <laughs> he says... I was once knocked out by a dead... Was it a dead fish? I was once knocked unconscious dead by a dead pig. <laughs> Which, again, I suppose is a crazy fact, but I'm going to need more information. <laughs> I'm going to need more information. And if Morty, and, if you're uh, in the chat, mil- please let us know. Millwall Chris's uh, reply, I, I almost contracted a condition called floppy ear syndrome. Yes, I, I tell you what, Magsy, I, uh, I got some more information about this. Um, you Googled I, floppy ear syndrome, didn't you? No, I didn't. I said what, obviously, in response. And he said, have you never heard of it before? To which case, Millwall Chris, thankfully, took the time to DM the Twitter account that we have at Chain Wrestling, at Chain underscore wrestling. And he says... Uh, his wife and he were both uh, both had piercings done at the top of their ear in the cartilage ah, okay. when they were abroad. Hers was fine, but his became infected when he returned to England, and he had to have his earlobe sliced. Well, that so he he had the top of his ear pierced. Yeah, but his he had to have his earlobe sliced, the which is the bit hanging at the bottom of his ear. Hang on, let me read this again. Um, da, 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 da. Yeah, it was pier- no, it was a piercing at the top of the ear, and he had to have, he had to have that sliced. He had to have those parts of his ears sliced okay. open. Um, it swelled so much that it covered the stud. 
they then bandaged him up and he looked like fucking Pudsy the Bear. (laughs) (laughs) Or going back to old kids' TV programs, Pob. Yeah, oh yeah, Pob. Yeah. He he used to spit on the screen and write his name in it. Yeah, classy fella, Pob. Uh, (laughs) Mill Christmas here. The next day he went to Chessington World of Adventures and my wife looked like his carer. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if he went to Chessington World of Adventures today, there'd be no difference, swelled here or not. (laughs) Yeah, and he says that with that piercing and the way it would work and what they'd have to cut to relieve the pressure and so on, the top of your ear would literally just flop over. Because it's so lost, you, like, rigidity. Yeah, yeah. So, man, that'd be... I mean, just turning your head like that and your ear just... <laughs> Flapping in the wind like a like an excited dog hanging his, hanging his head out the window. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, and finally... <laughs> Brilliant, but horrible. <laughs> yeah, not good. Not good. Um, we have Mr. Matt Willis, who had messaged the show via WhatsApp, Magsy. So Twitter, I think we are done with this week, my friend. Thank you very much. I mean, it's only took hundred and uh, one hour, 10 minutes. Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. And we did a haul of lame and stuff and said hello as well. I filled a bit of time, mate. We did. I've been coughing. That's obviously taken up 20 minutes of the show. Um, Mr. Matt Willis here, he says, a couple of facts for you. The Gilberg gimmick was originally meant for Al Snow. But head got over too well. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I mean, everybody loves head. Indeed, mate. Indeed. And head cheese. Well, hmm. um, and he says, of course, a bad back can be caused by a space hopper accident. Now, he's mentioned this on Twitter and he says he's going to explain this story um, potentially when he's on the Doctor Who pod in a few weeks' time or whatever the date is. I've got to check my calendar for that. But yes. Um, yeah, apparently he hurt his back a great deal on a space hopper. So, intrigued to hear how he's done that, Magsy. But there we go. That's the lot. Some amazing, wacky, crazy facts there. Yes. What about yourself, Magsy? Have you got anything to share? Um, uh, I mean, yeah. I know some some weird facts. So, if you take the number 111 million, 111,111... And times it by itself, so one 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 times by one 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 one, you get one two three four five six seven eight nine eight seven six five four three two one. That's amazing. How good of a fact is that? I love also, it. Also, all polar bears are left-handed. Right. Hi. How can it, how do you know that? How can that be tested? I don't know. Maybe they sign here, punch. please. No, because I suppose you can see how they punch holes in the ass, don't they? Because they they have to make like an, a hole to catch a fish. Maybe the okay. the left hand is the left paw is the dominant paw. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. So yeah. rats, um, they um, multiply so quickly that in Less than two years, two rats can have over one million descendants. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's insane. That's a lot of rat shagging. It is a lot of rat shagging, as opposed to, you know, not enough panda shagging. <laughs> exactly. They're kind of <laughs> at the opposite end. Um, lipstick contains fish scales. Okay. I think I've heard that before somewhere. But that is and a bit grim. 
And the last one for now is in the last 4,000 years, we we humans have not domesticated any new animals. How many years? 4,000. 4,000 years. That's pretty lazy of us, isn't it, really? Mm-hmm. It's very lazy. <laughs> Incredibly lazy. Animals, I mean, do we? we need any more domesticated animals? What would you have as, as a pet if you could have it domesticated, though? What would be what would be awesome to have as a pet? Like uh, a hedgehog. A hedgehog. Okay. I imagine a hedgehog. You, it'd be similar to like a guinea pig, though. You can't have just one. Because I imagine you get a lonely hedgehog, don't you? Do you see a lot of hedgehogs knocking around with each other? Though they well, use the salt. You, they're usually solitary, aren't they? I thought no. I, are they, I thought they lived with their families. No, they might live with them, but whenever you see a hedgehog like squashed in the middle of the road, there's never like about four or five of them, is there? There's just one. Well, well, yeah. They don't. They don't go out and have like a fucking memorial service in the middle of the street, <laughs> do they? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> if it's, if it, if one's been squashed, they all just they're not going to hang around because obviously it's dangerous there. They're going to move on. They're not going to stand around lighting candles, singing a few hymns for the poor bugger. Point taken. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, I got one that really got me, mate. Um, the Eiffel Tower can be 15 centimetres taller in the summer due to expansion from heat and stuff. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. There's a hell of a lot of metal. Uh, 15 centimetres is a huge amount. I mean, compared to how big the Eiffel Tower is, probably not. Well, no, it's in, in, in comparison to the... Yeah, fair enough, but that seems a big amount. I mean, 15 centimetres, yeah. what's that? Like that? Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, again. great audio. <laughs> yeah, brilliant audio. We're so I'm, I am rubbish this week, mate. I am struggling. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, um, a couple more in the chat magazine. We better talk some wrestling because time is getting on. Yeah, uh, we still haven't heard from Morte, uh, and we know he's in the chat because he's literally just comment about uh, American Red Dwarf, and we. Um, but we do need to know how this pig. This dead pig knocked you out, more. So come on, spill the beans. But uh, there is uh, some chat about the American in between us was enough to make him uh, stay clear of American remakes of British comedy. That program oh. is so, it's so unfunny, so it's unfunny. The worst thing I've ever seen. It is terrible. Well, I've se- I've seen the the pilot for the American RT crowd and. That that may be worse than the in between us, but yeah, oh, really? the American in between us is is grim, absolutely grim. Think we need to start by domesticating geese? <laughs> They're just far too aggressive. Um, Sharon says you can get pet hedgehogs. Someone I know has one and was bought from a legit breeder. Oh, that is absolutely amazing. So we've domesticated hedgehogs. Well, yeah, apparently. I wonder so. what, ah, when did that happen? Has that happened in the last four thousand years? Oh, 4,001 years ago it happened, I think. Okay. Um, American Shameless is awful too. Wash your dirty mouth out there, Dan. That is a that is a horrible statement. American Shameless is actually really, really good because oh, they didn't it. try to be the British Shameless. I've not seen the British Shameless or the American one. You've not seen the British Shameless. So, fun no. fact, the person who wrote that, Paul Abbott... Um, when my wife was in uh, working in elderly social care, she uh, looked after his granddad. Oh, okay. Oh, all right, nice. Yeah. But no, I've not seen it. But yeah, not that's really all pretty much all pretty much caught up now. Lovely stuff. Thank you so so much to everybody in the chat. Yeah, you've been 
amazing this week. Absolutely. Oh, amazing. without a doubt, without a doubt. On 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 Twitter, um, whether you WhatsApp stuff, whatever. So so much fantastic, fantastic interactions, and everything. Honestly, we say it every single week, and I don't want to sound like a stuck record. Well, a croaky record this week, I guess. But this show does not exist without you. It is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Thank you so so much for everything you do, getting involved with us and so on. You know, it's it's been brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, we got a reply from Morty. There is this. The, is this the answer to the question we've been looking for? Uh, let's do it. Um, as a young team, I had a Saturday job in the butchers and moving crates of meat uh, uh, on the walking. Just from A to B, trying to look busy, I kept knocking into a hanging pig, and it was pissing me off. Uh, with the dots, I assume there is a there is a more There's to a come. follow up. Okay, we will look at that shortly then, because I suppose now, Mags... Oh, hang on, yeah, it's there. Let's do it, let's do it. So I pushed it away a couple of times, bent, bent over, and it swung back and smacked me in the head. It knocked me unconscious. I woke up covered in blood, but luckily I just landed into a blood pile. Oh. So it was bleeding, going, oh, oh, my God. And then, oh, it's not my blood. It's it's pig blood. Pig blood. Brilliant. Uh, okay, that that is quite that is quite classy, though. Getting knocked out by a dead pig, amazing. Brilliant stuff. And exactly the sort of thing we expect from a member of the CWF is we're, we're all here to hear these tales and share our moments of uh, losing to a dead pig in a scrap. Um, Maxi, let's talk a bit of wrestling, mate, shall we? Mm, let's get ready to rumble! Maxi won a poll. Maxi won a poll. No, it's it's been weird. I think it's that was the first poll I've actually won um, since my glorious return. Ah, but if you look at our incredibly well structured, well made um, chain wrestling spreadsheet, which I have looked at, other people have been winning polls on your behalf. Well, that's really good of them. I think my wife. Sharon, when she was uh, when she was on the show with me, her selection won the poll. Well, I appreciate uh, everybody who stood in, but I do like to beat you off my own back. <laughs> well, many people try and beat me off their own back, mate. You know, <laughs> trust trust me with the strength in my voice, I cling on tight. Oh, you can be as rude as you like with me. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. So. Sting versus Bret Hitman Hart. Monday Night Nitro, the 18th of October, 1999, from the Spectrum in Philadelphia, which was what you used as the link magazine, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. That's yes. the place where the match was. Um, I'm not going to lie. This era of WCW, I kind of check in and out of randomly. I don't actually follow much along. I'm looking forward to getting to it on Nitro Nights with Scottish Danny to go through things in a bit more of a date order properly have a proper look back at it it is a bit all over the place we do have some awful booking and awful decision making and terrible television before russo comes in obviously russo has his car crash television uh ethos i guess his, his methods and so on um he gets a lot of stick russo for obvious reasons you know for obvious reasons however some of it, I think, some of it's fully justified, of course, but some of it, I think, is not. Some of it is just because it's easy to kick the guy, you know, <laughs> it's easy to point the finger at Russo. He did a lot of good in WWF when he was booking there. In WCW, he didn't turn it around because we were already, the, the nose on that ship was going down as it was. It takes a lot to pull that back up. But in the time he was there, 
he kind of steadied it a little bit and there were some aspects mm-hmm. of the television that were were, were, were were better than what we were getting uh, before he and Ed Ferrara, fuck you Ed Ferrara, okay? When he, before he and Ed Ferrara uh, left the company not long. Well, they weren't there for long, were they? They departed fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and in TNA as well, he did some good stuff. He was booking in TNA for a very long time and TNA was always a decent watch in my book. So, you know, however... I got a few complaints about this episode of Nitro Magazine uh, when you know when we sort of scan through the episode and get to the match. But before we get there, is this something you have seen before? Um, this match, I don't. I may have seen it. Uh, I don't remember watching it. Um, yeah, um, it just felt typical of of WCW. Though I mean, if you want a, a better breakdown of of the kind of like the 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 viewing figures and, and people's input into uh, the creative process. Definitely go and check out on uh, Booking the Territory. Um, Rob and, and Dan do a great job of, of taking uh, the, the highest yeah. and lowest ranked uh, uh, shows that people have, have, have created. And yeah, their their analysis of this will be far better than, than ours. But apparently this was... Um, uh, Russo and Ferrara had left WWF uh, and they were meant to take over post Halloween Havoc but the 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 viewing figures had absolutely tanked over the uh the 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 weeks leading up to this that they were brought in early and this show you can tell it is absolutely all over the place it there's not a lot of cohesion uh, not a lot of sense uh, is is made and this match in particular this is a match that that people never thought we'd see. These were mm-hmm. the faces of their relative companies, uh, and uh, nobody would have ever dared to dream that these two would come together and and finally have that kind of uh, that that match. And they're giving it away on an episode of Nitro with no build. The build is literally this show. What yes. happens in the opening match and that really was the first thing that really ground me about the show was WCW had this kind of penchant for um, relying on uh, the cruiserweights to kind of uh, have a hot hot opening on shows uh, and they, they they didn't get their, their uh, flowers I suppose because more often than not the cruiserweights were the best thing on the show but Bret Hart comes out and interrupts a, a match that's actually pretty damn good. I think it's Juventud Guerrero against Evan Courageous. And the match is really, really good. And he comes out and ruins that match. The match doesn't doesn't get finished because he wants he wants to face Hogan for the WCW title. It's, it makes no sense. It's terrible, terrible booking. Yeah, and there's a few other moments as well going forward that make no sense with regards to a few things he says in that moment as well. I mean, first of all, the, the the thing that stands out to me, I mean, obviously I've been going through Nitro. We're just entering '96 now with with, with uh, Nitro Nights. Um, with regards to what we're releasing, Danny and I are a few weeks ahead recording wise, so we're, mm-hmm. we're we're into '96 now. So what we've been watching is is obviously very mid '90s, very retro, very of its era. '99 is a completely different company. Everything about it, the way it looks, the the the, the, the production, everything. The first thing that strikes me is that bloody logo. That is one ugly piece of shit logo, isn't it? The exploded vagina. 
Yeah, it's like I, it took me so long to figure out that it actually says WCW. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like ages. Like I'm, I'm talking not just not just looking at it and going, "What is that?" Literally, I'm talking from the first time I ever saw that weeks before I went, "Oh yeah," you know. And there was nothing wrong with the old WCW nope. um, logo. I thought that was a classic. Yeah, yeah, totally. The music is garbage as well at the beginning of Nitro. Absolute crap. Um, I don't mind the the explosions and the Nitro girls dancing and the big logo coming up behind. The logo is shit, but the actual you know display of it, I suppose, is quite good. And and the the entrance way, I think, is quite good. The way people walk through the big logo. On, mm-hmm. on the on the stage, well, it, well. that, it comes apart, doesn't it? It comes apart. Yeah, yeah. So that's not that, that's not too shabby, but it's not as good as it once was. And if, if your if your production is is looking shabby, or you're not not necessarily shabby, even if it's just looking bad, it's just not looking as good as your competitor or as good as you were a few even like a few years previous. To me, that it's it's, it's the old adage of you know dress for the job you want rather than the job you have. If you're mm-hmm. painting yourself up to be second rate people are going to view you as second rate, regardless of what happens in between those ropes. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yeah, it was, it's terrible. It was terrible. Um, Brett walking out in the middle of the match in the opener and talking about everything he hated. about He left the WWF because of bullshit and lies and all this, and he wants his world title match and, and all this sort of stuff. I didn't mind that, to be fair. I, I actually, I, I was sat watching. And I'm thinking, okay, and it, it, it piqued my interest because I'm thinking, okay, what's going to happen here? And yeah, okay, I see they're trying to do the whole. I, I got the impression it was kind of trying to do the whole Scott Hall interrupting a match vibes from '96, mm-hmm. that kind of because you know on commentary they were saying, well, what's he doing? Why is he here? And so on. So maybe they were trying to pick up a little bit of that. I don't know. Potentially, there's, there's similarities there, but I didn't mind it. To be fair, I was watching and thinking, okay, where are we going then? And that that did hook me in. So if I was watching this episode of Nitro live, I probably wouldn't have turned over because I'd have wanted to see where this goes, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that. But for me, um, like I said, every time I've watched an episode of Nitro, the, the wrestling that um, really gets my attention is the Cruiserweight wrestling. And yes. they're usually the, the openers. Uh, so to interrupt that uh, for a, a big star... Um, it it just didn't sit really well for me, and then he goes into this uh this speech uh, saying that he came here uh, because he wanted to fight Hogan and get the towel. No, you didn't. You you came here because uh, you were a bit of a mardy bum and you yeah. didn't like to do business on the way out. Um, but the whole kind of like he's being lied to and being screwed. Uh, very reminiscent of his uh, his heel run in in WWF. Uh, a lot of the same kind of uh, talking points. What I did like was Sting coming out um, and then basically getting a peek behind the curtain, kind of like telling everyone that if you're in this business, you get screwed. That's that's yep. what this business is all about. Um, but he then gives him gives him the the title shot if he can get his mind off Hogan. I thought that was a a cool touch. Um, mm. And then that kind of like peek behind the curtain continues on because um, um, Tony Schiavone and um, I think it's Bobby the Brain on on commentary keep um, alluding to the fact that this is Russo and Ferrara's first night in charge, uh, which 
back then was something that you never heard about you you never heard that kind of like the backstage uh stories and the fact that this was a, a scripted show and it was it was produced um so to, to hear that was yeah it was i suppose really refreshing uh you kind of like seeing the inner workings of a, of a wrestling company even though wcw was uh circling the 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 toilet bowl at the time yeah and this became a big thing around this time didn't it of trying to blur the lines a great deal in mm-hmm. wcw and almost have the backstage stuff almost scripted in a way to make it look like they knew they were producing a tv show in the ring and you know it would almost be like watching a a, a drama show about a gang of actors it's how the best way of looking at certain aspects of the show. But then there are other moments where they try and portray it as being more legit, which would contradict mm-hmm. itself in its own, in its own TV shows, which kind of didn't quite work. Yeah. And I think maybe uh, a lot of that is the fact that the, the scripts and the booking was, were done so late in the day that the commentary team had to wing it and they maybe they had to um use what's happening in real life as, as as talking points because they didn't have any anything else to go off mm. yeah potentially I mean, one interesting thing for me as well is brett makes a big point of he being in the ring at this moment he has to do this because he's been told in no uncertain terms there is no interview time for him so he's but going then- to make some time for himself yeah Exactly. But then a couple of minutes later, we're getting told Sting's just going to announce they're having a world title match. So obviously there's TV time for that. And mm-hmm. then later on again, we do have an interview with Bret Hart. So obviously they find time for that as well. So it kind of contradicts what the whole purpose of him coming to the ring in the first place, interrupting the match because of a lack of time. He then gets lots of time later in the show. That kind of contradicts a little bit. During that interview with Brett, Brett's just talking about how he's going to go and win the world title. This is an opportunity. He can then choose to face Hogan later on down the road and so on. And Sting jumps him during the interview, trying to get an mm-hmm. advantage before they go to the ring. And it's quite interesting for me, this whole dynamic here. And it carries on throughout the match because I feel the fans here are a little confused. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they don't quite know who to cheer for. Because well, Sting is, Sting's effectively heel at this stage, it, or he has turned heel, and but he's still getting cheers. Uh, you know, this is October. For Brawl, he officially turned heel, which is a little while back. Brett, Brett, I suppose you, you don't really know what he's doing. People were cheering him, people were booing him. He's he's acting like a babyface in some aspects, but then both guys, when the match starts, wrestle in a very heel way. Mm-hmm. And to me, the crowd are almost like it's almost like they need guidance as to who to cheer for here, and they're not getting it. If that makes sense, yeah, that absolutely makes sense. And I think uh, the issue is that that Sting was such a huge babyface that accepting him as a heel is hard, especially with him not having the the chops to pull off being. Uh, a convincing heel some right. some uh, wrestlers can flip between being a face and a heel uh, uh, so easily the Miz for example he plays a great heel and he's really good as a face I think Sting was so ingrained as a face that it's hard to boo him because he 
he just doesn't come across as a heel. He was the savior of WCW. He was the 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 surfer, the bright colors. He was the the woo, and yeah, yeah. it's 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 hard to picture him as a heel. Uh, yeah. And then with with Brett, um, the the guy can do no wrong in 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 his own his own country. He carried wrestling on his back for such a long period. He, it's hard, even when a wrestler is a heel, when they're putting on p- the performances that Brett puts on, it's hard to to hate the guy. It's hard yeah. to to boo to boo the guy. So this this match is is uh, it can be confusing for for fans because you appreciate both the work uh, that the guys uh, um, are putting across, and as you said. They feels that there is a, a a bit of confusion in who is being the heel in in this match because, like I said, both both uh, wrestlers do heelish things in this in this mm. match. Yeah, yeah, totally. It adds to some confusion. I think that shows in the crowd reactions and so on throughout the throughout the match as well. Um, ultimately, the match gets going. Well, I think Brett first of all. Both we see Sting and Brett backstage doing the sort of almost. I suppose the, 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 it's like a UFC or a boxing thing. You see people walking backstage about to make their entrance. Um, I think Brett got lost because if you look really? at the way he walks, around, yeah. If you look at the way he walks around a little bit, and then he kind of comes from the side rather than through the entrance way, and he looks back to somebody and has a little bit of a laugh. So I wonder if he's got out the wrong out the wrong exit. Maybe, maybe he comes out like the, the, side the, of the heel exit instead of the instead of the face exit. Yeah, I suppose. but he doesn't come Ooh. down the ramp or anything. He comes out mm-hmm. like on the side, and he has to sort of walk down the side of the ramp because he can't get up on it because he's by the crowd. So I wonder yeah. if he's come out the wrong way. It's, it's like when you've gone the wrong way down a, a one way street and you're having to apologise to everyone. Look, sorry, yeah. sorry, just let me past coming I through. Imagine. I imagine if you asked Brett about that moment, he would somehow give you a 45-minute tirade about how that's somehow Shawn Michaels' fault anyway. But never mind. Um, Brett wow. starts the match very, very quickly. Lots of punches, lots of kicks, you know, and, and it is quite aggressive. And Brett's, we say it every time on the show, we look, we look at a Brett Hart match, his right hand, his punches, they look so good, don't they? So, yep. so good. We end up on the outside quite early as well. A couple of times um, we end up going yeah. uh, in and out of the ring, which is rare for a, a a Bret Hart match. This this does feel like a a Bret Hart that is pissed off, that is kind mm. of like um, taking his aggression out on on Sting uh, because he's been screwed over. I mean, there's still a lot of technical wrestling in there. I mean, with these two guys, uh, two of the best to ever lace up the boots, um, so there is always going to be some technical wrestling. One thing I did find, though, was it was sl- very slow-paced. Now, I'm not saying that as a criticism. Normally, if it's something is slow, you you kind of like, uh, can't get into it. It was, But it felt more calculated and deliberate. Um, we know that um, both these guys are very technical, but also can have a, a pretty quick pace for a match. Um, but this felt very... Um, like I said, very calculated, very, uh, they kept the pace slow purposefully, I think. Mm. Yeah, I wonder if they, I mean, the impression I got, the impression I got was that it was almost like they were, they were saving this for another time. Mm-hmm. This was a case of, okay, we've got them in the ring and they're going to work this match with the finish that will come to you fairly soon, I suppose. But 
it, it's kind of like we, we've got this match on. We've spoke about it at the beginning of the contest, at the beginning of the show. We've got them in the ring. In a way, it feels almost like they kind of not go through the motions, but it's it's not quite go half a lever. It's somewhere in yeah. between. Hold something back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and when you say there about technical wrestling and so on, I didn't pick up on that for quite a long time with this contest. I felt this was very um, punchy, kicky, almost brawling <laughs> and so on. But there was nothing wrong with that. That was fine. And I started thinking, okay, when have, have I actually seen a wrestling hold yet? And when I thought when I thought about it, I'm thinking, okay, I don't think I have. We've seen moves and so on, but for, especially for a guy like Bret Hart, who is a, a technician, I suppose, more so than Sting potentially. I'm thinking, have we seen any actual wrestling holds? And it's past the 10 minute mark when we actually get Sting using a chin lock, and I think that is the first actual hold that is used. Yeah, because in the first few minutes we see things like uh, headbutts to the groin. Mm. We see. Um, um, I think it's Brett uh, scraping uh, Sting's face across the ropes. Um, we see choking with the with the the ring cord. Um, so yeah, we do see uh, a lot of brawly style yeah. kind of uh, of wrestling. A lot of kind of uh, impact moves. I think we we see uh, uh, Sting try for a, a thing like a Vader bomb. Um, so really kind of high impact single moves, but not a lot of chain wrestling until we're well into the con uh into the contest yeah yeah very very true very true um one big comparison i want to draw from this uh this world title match here back to 1995 and, and the stuff we've been watching on nitro nights is that this is your world champion here this is sting and he's wrestling bret hart and this should be a massive important big deal it's in the middle of the show which straight away gets my back up i'm not a fan of that but it's in mm-hmm. the middle of the show, but it's a world title match, and you're Sting now, one of your number one franchise players, and so on. And all we hear for, I reckon, a, a, a massive chunk, I'll give a percentage on it, but a massive chunk for the commentary is references to Goldberg. Goldberg this, Goldberg that. Goldberg. And it just really reminded me of when Randy Savage was champion in WCW at the end of 1995, and Hulk Hogan was just constantly overshadowing savage's title reign mm-hmm. scottish danny will be you know go along with me on because it's something that we both were very critical of wcw off here it feels quite the same they're just talking about goldberg and what he's going to do with luger later in the night as this world title match is developing near falls excuse me near falls are happening but they're not they're not even commenting on what's going on in front of them because they're more fast about goldberg luger later in the night yeah that i really dislike that Goldberg was the golden goose at this time, though, um, um, as sad as it is to say. Um, and I suppose we can we would see that at this time in, in the WRF as well, because even when Austin wasn't the champion, he was the the star of the show. Um, and we, you would often see uh, title matches in the middle of the, of, of the show. It's just that with, with, with WCW, we are more critical, I suppose, because they were on the downward spiral and WF yeah. were on the ascendancy. Um, but the fact that this had zero build to it uh, in a time when WCW um, didn't build big matches at all, they just essentially threw them at you. This was built at the top of this show. An hour mm-hmm. before is the first time we hear about this. Imagine if we had got 
a few weeks or a couple of months of build to this. This is pay-per-view headlining levels of match. And you made a great point about how it felt like they were holding stuff back. Maybe that it it this was this should have been a um a Starcade level match. They should have been fighting each other uh, on the biggest uh, stage, but instead we're getting it in the middle of a nitro. It's yeah, it's it's jarring. It's actually really really weird to see. I'll tell you what, that's a really good point, Maxi. Actually, about the whole Austin WWF and and Austin was the focus when he wasn't champion and so on. Because if you literally go back, I don't know what we're talking about. This is October 99. So if you go back a year and a half, potentially. So you're in 98 in the same company in WCW. Goldberg was was champion. But they did this when, when he won the world title. That was booked. You, you didn't know he was going to get a world title match until a couple of days beforehand. So no real build up, no real hype. And it was on three television for, for when he faced um, Hogan at the, uh, the Georgia Dome. Slightly different scenario because it's not done the same show, but at the same time, it's only a couple of days' notice and it's a massive arena, it was like 60,000 people and so on. And even then, it wasn't a case of you knew he was going to get the title match, he started to jump for a few hoops to get it. Mm-hmm. But that people criticized it because it was on three television. That, that bit aside, the actual booking of it, the short notice, the no build up, and so on, people praise that aspect of the, the, the sort of scripting for that. And it does come back to, I think, who is on top. Because WCW are on top at the time, it's seen as a good decision. Here, okay, there's a few variables here. There's a few things that aren't exactly the same, but it's a similar enough scenario to draw a couple of comparisons. Here, it's critis- we're, we're sort of criticizing that decision, maybe because they are on the downward spiral. If the WWF did something like this in 99, would we be as critical? I don't know. Yeah, perhaps it's a, a very much through perform. Um, Maybe it's because we saw that giveaway of uh, the the huge match between Hogan and Goldberg, and this feels like going back to that well to kind mm. of garner ratings. We know that uh, WCW were in the toilet; they've been absolutely destroyed over the last few weeks by uh, WWF. This felt like a ratings grab, uh, and at least with Goldberg, the the storyline through through his, the early part of his career was he was he was always pegged to be world champion he mm-hmm. he went on a, a massive unbeaten run on his way to that 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 title match this feels like we've got 20 minutes to fill uh we've got we're not using our champ at the minute brett go out and and do something uh and we'll we'll schedule for a match later on it, it just felt rushed and yeah it, the fact that we only got an hour's worth of build, it it just makes it feel like it was a massive ratings grab yeah. um, and a waste of a potential headliner match. Yeah. No, I get you. I get you. A um, couple of quick sort of moments, I suppose, we want to touch upon before we actually get to the finish. Brett hits a pile driver on Sting. Oh, my God, that looked amazing, didn't it? But also, mm-hmm. at the same time, it looked safe as houses, didn't it? You know, it looked like it killed him, but it's perfectly safe at exactly the same time. And that's exactly what you want. Two two wrestlers who were the very, very best at what they do. Absolutely yeah. the best at what they do. The crowd go pretty crazy when Brett picks up both of Sting's legs, hinting at the sharpshooter, but he gives him a stamp on the gut instead, which is, again, kind of a little bit heelish in a way, I think. The crowd mm-hmm. were paying for that move, but there we go. 
eventually the sharpshooter is applied, but Sting gets to the ropes. Um, Brett kind of stays working on Sting's back and so on then. And then we get Elizabeth <laughs> arriving. Yes, and it's do. okay. Okay, well, what, and the commentators are going, well, what's she doing here? And I'm like, do you know what, Mr. Shivani? I have a bloody clue. What is she doing here? I can't provide and, you an answer. And, and this is also another, uh, it really shows the kind of difference between the production of, of WWF and the production of WCW because we see Liz in the background uh, yes. on the wide cam. And we see her for quite a while before she's even mentioned by the, the commentary. Now, if that was WF at the same time, you would see that wrestler or that uh, valet or whoever come out and the camera is focused on them because it's yeah. clearly a focal point of the match. This feels like the the camera's picked her up almost by accident and, and Tony and, and Bobby have to kind of like mention uh, mention it for it to be become part of the storyline. And her coming out, it was it was clear that it was going to be because Luger was 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 coming mm-hmm. out. And again, you mentioned about um, the 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 tile match and the champion being in the middle of the show. The champion is now playing second fiddle to a mem- uh, um, a participant in the main event. Talk about. Um, belittling your title uh, and yes. showing that it, it doesn't really mean much when when Lex Luger, who's not even in the match, is is the main kind of uh, part of this finish. Yeah, it's uh, it just it, it's not a good look. Not a good look no. at all. No, I mean, ultimately, Luger comes down with the trusty steel bat, they refer to it as, isn't it? Um mm-hmm. The referee is distracted. He gives Brett a good old club to the leg with it. Sting applies a scorpion deathlock or his his version of the sharpshooter. And Brett taps in lightning quick speed. He is, he is all about giving that right there and then. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of that. Again, sets up the main event, I suppose. A little bit more uh, sort of Brett interest in what's going on with Luger, Goldberg and all sorts of stuff going forward. But yeah, I mean, there's an interesting one for me this week, Magazine. It's two guys who I absolutely... I, I, I take the mickey out of Brett a lot with regards to the whole Montreal thing and how he's serious he takes himself and, and so on. But Brett Hart is one of my all-time favourite wrestlers. I, I absolutely adore Sting. He's like he's a WCW icon and WCW is right. You know, it's, that's what I'm all about. So, mm-hmm. fantastic. And the WCW world title and it's on Nitro and so on. All of this, I was really looking forward to. But I find it a real mixed bag because of the uncertain crowd, because of, you know, even sat at home, I'm thinking, I don't really know who I should be cheering for here. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that, as, as you explained, it was a bit plodding at times, and then we sort of decided it takes a little bit. Uh, yeah, it, it's almost like they're holding a little bit back. Um, Dan Griffin in the chat there. Yeah, so talks a lot of shit for a guy who wears Brett's shirts. Yeah, like I said, I love Brett Hart. The guy's fantastic. But at the same, you can't get away from it, you know? Brett screwed Brett. Do business on the way out, pal. End of story. Anyway, um, <laughs> and that's and that's the end of the Doctor Who podcast, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the whole Elizabeth thing and, and then Luger and uh, I wanted more from this going in, and I feel yeah. that that's my fault. I, I I think that I've let myself down there because this is WCW in '99, and it's a match between two big names on a Nitro. I shouldn't expect a clean finish. I shouldn't expect something spectacular in this era 
with, with the way the company was. So perhaps it's my fault for expecting too much, but it was quite a mixed bag for me, Magsy. What, what are your thoughts having looked back on this? Okay, so I, f- I feel this uh, should have been way more important than, mm-hmm. than it was. This, like I've said over and over, this is two of the best wrestlers to ever climb into into the squared circle this was a dream match that quite possibly could never have happened and it's 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 almost thrown away in the middle of a natural and to really kind of stamp home the point that this match meant nothing do you know what the next segment of of wcw natural was after this match it was I heard on watching a little bit. Go on. It was Ric Flair consoling ah. David because David had been beat up by Billy Kidman. Mm-hmm. That just shows um, the importance of this title match. That it was the the it was the leading to Ric Flair challenging Billy Kidman to a fight. Now, mm-hmm. getting to the 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 actual wrestling, it was. It was refreshing to see Brett not be technical in the first few minutes of this. Um, really kind of like showing that he can wrestle any kind of style. Any style. He, you could put him against any kind of wrestler and he's going to get a very, very good match. The wrestling was great. There was a couple of, of uh, botches maybe. Uh, there was one where um, Brett, uh, I think he was going for an elbow off the top rope and Sting just wasn't in the right place and he wasn't looking at it. It almost looks like Brett stamped on his head. Uh, but these kind of things happen. Um, o- overall, the wrestling is is up there with the with the best. Certainly the kind of wrestling that, that I enjoy, the real kind of technical, skillful wrestling. The finish... It's WCW uh, in the Attitude Era. It has you can't. It's gonna have a swerve, bro. Um, <laughs> so that has to happen. Um, the match was was good. I enjoyed the match. I just didn't enjoy the fact that it was thrown away in the middle of a, a of a random Nitro um, when it should have been headlining Great American Bash or Starcade or Halloween Havoc. Fair enough. So out of ten, Magsy, what you got? Now, we always say we have to judge this uh, in, in its singularity for the match, and the match, like I said, was was good. It wasn't the best that these two have ever done because they were holding stuff back for potential um, um, pay-per-view matches. But a Sting good match and a Bret Hart good match is usually equivalent to somebody's very, very good match. Um, so I'm, I think I'm going to rate it pretty highly. Um, I'm going to go with a seven. I think a seven. Okay. Okay. I got six, mate. I got six. Um, it's definitely better than the straight jacket steel cage match, which is the, the marker that I always come back to, which was a five. <laughs> definitely better than that. But I, just... I think that match needs revisited because I think it's going to get higher the next time we watch it. You reckon? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's something we can do on our 100th episode. Or Meng versus Sting needs revisited. I don't think that does. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Because that's, the, that's the, the turdiest match that we've watched, I think. Is Yokozuna 
um, Undertaker from the Night Four Rumble. I, I ah. gave that really low marks, but I think you scored I'm, it a bit higher. I'm gonna have to scroll through the 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 spreadsheet mm. because we've watched some shit. We have definitely yeah, watched, watched some shit. <laughs> we have watched some awful shit. Sharon in the chat there saying anniversary show. Yeah, maybe episode 100 or something like that. We can go back and check out. Uh, uh, what we looked at on episode one potentially or something we'll see chain wrestling rewind or chain wrestling with regret <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> yeah but no it's a six for me mate it's six for me it's it's, it's all right it's a good tv match i wanted a lot more but yeah i, you know, I, I definitely think there was definitely more to have in this match yeah definitely i watched i watched forbidden door and then straight away put this on. So I wonder if that affected me as well, because Forbidden Door mm-hmm. is a fantastic show. And then I watched uh, this. You know. I haven't watched it yet. I've hardly watched any wrestling recently. Just uh, just watched the matches for for this. Yeah, I've I've heard that every match is is outstanding. It so, is an incredible show. An incredible, I won't give you any spoilers, man, because I'm assuming you're on... You, I mean, you I know the results. Oh, okay. Well, bollocks and whatever. Um... <laughs> But anyway, there we go. So a six from myself and a seven from you, bud. Now, next week, me and Magsy had a little conversation uh, away from you lovely lot, I suppose. You know, messaging back and forth. Next week, next Monday, next Chain Wrestling Live, it's July the 4th. That's quite a big day to our American friends. Um, it's the day that they, you know, it's their last Independence Day, isn't it? So it's the day that Will Smith fought off the aliens and all that sort of stuff. Um, so, you know, something to celebrate. Um, because of that, we thought we're going to do a little thing. We're going to go a little, a little bit patriotic, a little bit, you know, a, 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 a non-wrestling topic is going to be leaning towards something similar to that. And we thought, well, why not with the matches as well? We want our selections as well. Have a little bit of a, a mini celebration next week for July the 4th and all things wonderful and being proud of where you're from, unless you're from Stroud. Um, so with that in mind, Maxi, your link, where are we going next week live on July 4th? Okay, so when you dropped this uh, bombshell of it being uh, ha- being a patriotic link, um, I was kind of scrambling away from my original pick. But after giving it a couple of minutes thought, I realised that there's a certain element of, of the pick that I had um, that is incredibly patriotic. So I've stuck with my original pick. My original pick, I think, fits... And we've mentioned it quite a few times over the over the, the length of this episode. Um, it was typical of WCW in this period, uh, giving away big matches for free on TV. So we're going back uh, just over a year, uh, 18 months or so, to uh, July the 6th, 1998, the Georgia Dome. Atlanta, Georgia and we are going to see Goldberg save the world (laughs) from the menace that is Hollywood Hulk Hogan now this has been a pick 
on the on the show before. I believe yeah. it was you, uh, yeah. and it got and it got beat. So hopefully, the the CWF will see sense and let us watch what is for for all its faults one of the most iconic moments in WCW. Um, one most iconic moments in wrestling and one of the biggest pops you will ever hear oh. at a wrestling show. So I want to go back yeah, I want to go back to July the sixth when uh when Goldberg um finished off what could be the the best year of wrestling uh in the history of, of, of WCW when he wins the world title. Oh, see, I'm absolutely gutted, Dave, because I want to do that. But I, I'll tell you, I'm actually I'm gutted and I'm not gutted because my, my selection is shit. Okay? It is awful. Uh, and I, I nearly, before we started thinking about the patriot, patriotic sort of aspect and so on, um, I did think about Goldberg Hogan with a three TV link as well. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, you know. So there's that link there. But then I, I sort of moved away from it and so on. So, yeah. So my selection is shit because my, my mindset was something patriotic, fair enough. Dell Wilkes matches all round, Dan Griffin says. <laughs> my my selection was crap because I'm thinking we have watched a lot of really good wrestling in recent weeks. And sometimes it's great to watch something that is just so silly and stupid and daft that we can just mock it and laugh at it. You know, that was my mindset. I thought we could have a really good, really good bit of fun poking fun at some proper shit. I mean, this wasn't great we watched this week, but it's not a poking fun, have a laugh at it kind of way. This is, I'm looking at more cartoony bullshit. So my link was initially, this is how my mind works. My link was initially was Bret Hart won the 1994 War Rumble. He joint won it with Lex Luger. So I was going to use Lex Luger as the link. And then I thought, hang on, Luger was actually in this match. That's an easier way of getting there. So I should have just kind of gone that way, I suppose. But my link is using Lex Luger. And no, I'm not going to SummerSlam 93 where he faces Yokozuna and the balloons come down for a countdown victory. Like, <laughs> he celebrates not winning the title. It's yeah. brilliant. Because it's that is typical crap. of his career. It's absolutely typical of his career. Yeah. He doesn't get the job done and celebrates like he's the best thing ever. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because that is crap. That is absolute garbage. But he but did get a bus. He yeah. had a bus for, oh, for a long time. And you can read all about that in an article I wrote about Lex, the Lex Luger experiment, which I will post later on tonight. Um, that is nonsense and crap and rubbish. But it's not laugh out loud, this is so ridiculous rubbish. That comes the pay-per-view after. I would like to using Lex Luger as the link. I would like to go and have a little look at the Survivor Series 1993 match, and all the ridiculousness and horrid, non, just terrible shit that went around the match with the the team of four of the All Americans, who were Lex Luger, the Steiner Brothers, and the Undertaker, sporting a <laughs> wonderful coat. A wonderful the, the Undertaker, though. When you're talking a patriotic match, your first, your first thought is, we need a dead man. Yeah, we need a zombie. That would, yeah, um, and they are facing, uh, facing. Sorry, the wonderfully named Foreign Fanatics. Not racist at all. 
Um, and they are Crash, the Quebecers, and Ludwig Borger. Oh, sorry, what? we have Yokozuna as well. No, wasn't, wasn't Crush Hawaiian? Yes, he was. But Isn't he was that America? Siding, he was siding with Mr. <laughs> e- Evil <Yeah>. Crush. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that's and that's the one, that's the one I'm looking at, thinking this, this could be really funny, just to rip the piss off. With oh, the foreign uh, fanatics. <laughs> Crash is nonsense. Um, Ludwig Borger <laughs> is just an absolute mental case. What an he asshole. was also a Nazi as well. Well, there is that. Uh, and Yokozuna as well. And Jim Cornette's there. Johnny Polo's there. Mr. Fuji's there. Could be a bit of fun. But at the same time, vote Mags. I want to watch Goldberg beat Hollywood Hogan. Yeah, vote me. Because I'd, I have watched that Survivor Series match for uh, for that Nazis Wrestling Podcast monthly reviews. I don't particularly want to watch it again. Yeah, it's not it is good. Bad. It is bad. It is bad. Yeah. But I was doing it from a comedy standpoint. You know, I didn't think you'd actually go and put a decent match up against up against it. So now I'm I'm like, okay, I'm a I'm a goddamn patriot. <laughs> right, so those are your choices for the poll this week. We have the July sixth Monday Nitro Goldberg versus Hogan uh, for the WCW World. I even w- before you go any further, I'm going to even throw a caveat in because on this episode of Nitro, it still wasn't confirmed that that Goldberg was getting that title shot. He still had one last hoop to jump through. Mm. Yeah, he had to beat Scott Hordney. We'll watch that match as well. Ah, oh, see, moving the goalposts, mate. Moving the goalposts. Naughty, naughty. But yes, that's great. Let's I do don't that. want oh, to match. watch Ludwig El Nazi or Borger. Sorry. No, no let's, let's, let's vote Mags. Vote Mags. Um, <laughs> yes, we have the July 6th Monday Nitro. Goldberg versus Hogan and Hall and all that wonderful Georgia Dome screaming and shouting and wonderfulness. Or we have the All-Americans versus the Foreign Fanatics from Survivor Series 1993. Excuse me. We will have the poll up for you uh, after the audio version comes out later in the week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday time. The poll tends to go up. Non-wrestling topic will be up Friday, Saturday time from now on. And, you know, from there, everyone should know whereabouts we're going and what sort of things we're doing by Sunday night. If you want to watch the match along or watch back and join us in the chat on the Monday. Ah, Maxi. I'm amazed I got through that, mate. There were certain moments I thought my throat's going to give up on me and it's very close right now. I'm proud of you. Thanks. I'm proud of you. Thanks. My wife even ran in another, another drink for me whilst we were doing it because I guzzled through my my original beaker. So, yes. The love, I, the absolute love from the, the CWF. Yes. I'm, uh, I'm supposed to be doing commentary. Ah, no, hi. This has been great. Good seeing you. Oh, thank you very much. Cheers. Even though I'm not 100% sure who you are interesting let me know um yeah i'm supposed to be doing commentary for a local wrestling company well i say local i've got to travel to birmingham to do it but it's their youtube show and they're recording like six episodes in a day i'm supposed to do that but i might have to originally the plan was they're going to send me the footage and i just voice over it i may have to ask them to do that because i don't know if my voice is going to be all right by then (laughs) boy then (laughs) you went proper gloucester then i did get yourself some get yourself some lockets and some cough medicine some honey yeah. and lemon, you'll make it. Hopefully so, mate. Hopefully so. Ah, there we go then. Mr. Mags, would you want to let everyone know whereabouts they can find you online, my friend? Okay, so uh, online, barely nowhere, because I'm <laughs> here. 
just on this YouTube channel. Uh, but I do have a Twitter. I will eventually get back to being um, regular on there, and it's down here at Podfather Mags. Um, I'm also on TikTok, Mags All Pods, um, WhatsApp. Don't know the number to that. Um, but yeah, if you know, you know. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at SJP Words. Or there is a group on Facebook as well, SJP, all the shows and info. And from there, you can get links to everything I'm involved in, whether that is more wrestling content for you, looking back on WCW one show at a time with our good friend Scottish Danny on Nitro Nights, which comes out every Thursday uh, on a podcast version there. Or we have a little bit of science fiction, time-traveling geekiness with the Doctor Who pod that we do with Dan Griffin. Comes out every Tuesday, looking at different different stories of doctor who from different eras back and forth back and forth from a kind of a very light-hearted sort of joking around kind of way so there we go but most importantly oh actually i should mention the waiting room currently on hiatus we're uh we're still sort of me and benny are gonna have to sort of get online our discussion chat about where we're gonna go exactly with that conflict you know um uh people's plans and diaries trying to get aligned to record the shows and so on have proved a bit tricky in recent weeks with danny's new job and a few other things as well real life has just got in the way but we hope to bring that show back to you very very soon but most importantly you can find this show at chain underscore wrestling on facebook instagram twitter and that TikTok thingamy at chain underscore wrestling there and as i said at sjp words for me so magsy another brilliant episode Loved every second of it. Can't wait till mm-hmm. next week, providing we're watching Goldberg. Vote Max. Vote Max. <laughs> and uh, before we go, I, I say this every single week, and it 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 doesn't uh, get any. It doesn't lose any meaning because you guys in the chat and you guys taking uh, part in 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 the poll and and with the uh, with the the non wrestling topic. You are you blow me away every single week. Uh, just how uh, how much you put into this show. Uh, without you guys, it would just be two wrestling clowns talking absolute bollocks into the ether. You guys are you make the show what it is, uh, and we massively, massively appreciate every single one of you. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I second everything there. The CWF is absolutely fantastic, and it seems we're. A- we're slowly but surely getting bigger as well, Max, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. We'll never forget you, OGs. No, that's it, mate. That's it. What does OG stand for? Original gangster. Gangs. Original gangster. Oh, okay. Mm. I think it is that. Is it? I, just, I thought it was original guys. Well, that's very uh, sexist of you. Yeah. Well, I suppose. <laughs> I apologise. I'm poorly. Leave me alone. Maxi. I'm off now to go and set up my microphone and record a Motorhead tribute album. So I want to take advantage of this croaky voice whilst I can, eh? I will see you next week, buddy. You win some, lose all the things to me. Bye-bye, everyone.